him, motherfucker. He's talking, talking, talking. What's happened to Mike Schmidt, 40-Year-Old Boy Podcast? Oh, folks, you know, we laugh, don't we? We have fun. We enjoy ourselves. We look at ourselves in the mirror and we realize just how flawed we are as human beings. And we wonder what the fuck we can do about it. Uh, here's something I'm laughing at myself about today. Um, when I record on Audacity, all right, there's a microphone level that you have to set. And for some reason, every time I turn on my Audacity, it resets itself to like 20%, which is bad. I mean, look, I can't have it super high because then I bury the needle on this and I'm blowing out your fucking eardrums. But I also can't have it super low because then it's just an AMSR video. I should put this fucking thing on TikTok where I'm just whispering about like, you know, how my tongs work or whatever the fuck. Um That'll tell you a little bit what I watch on TikTok. I watch chefs. I watch people cooking things. And then I watch, there's a woman who says, uh, absolutely, she's a, she has misophonia, which sounds like a delicious pasta, but it is not. It is apparently that uh, you can't hear people chewing or making food, but she cooks food. So she's like, no food sounds here. So she just cooks with like a soundtrack, which is fucking strange. Cause you know what? If I watch food, I want to, I want to hear it sizzle. I want to hear crunching and chopping. Um, but maybe nobody else does. I don't know. Maybe that's the equivalent. That's your ear equivalent of looking at cracks in the ground in the desert, whatever the fuck that is. Cause I can't do that. I don't like that at all. Anytime you see a bunch of cracks somewhere, I'm out. And, uh, that's not misophonia. I forgot. God damn it. Now I used to know, you know what it is? My brain is full. So misophonia tracked its way in there and it kicked out whatever the word was for the fucking desert ground with all the cracks. God damn it. I can't even remember what the fuck that is, but it's you're, you're, you're scared of cracks. <laughs> That's kind of what I am. I'm spooked by desert floors or, uh, or anything that has like a, a pattern of like cracks or, uh, just dry skin. You know, I think I told you before that one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life, Kevin Durant who's a basketball player for the New Jersey Nets, uh, who are now the Brooklyn Nets. How high? Goddamn, I'm old. I'm the oldest man alive. Uh, they used to be the New York Nets when our friend Dr. J was there. He's our friend. He's a friend of the show, Dr. J, Julia Serving. Um, so for some reason, like I think it was two years ago, Kevin Durant, someone took a photo of his, like, his legs, okay? And he had his socks only pulled about halfway up his calf. And this person was like, I, I can't believe that this is real. And it was, dude's... I can't even explain to you what it looked like. Even thinking about it now. Oh, fuck. I got the shivers. I, it's just his legs are so dry and cracked like and I and I don't look I don't know the perils of skin uh, of different races. I, I from what I understand, a lot of people have to moisturize a lot more often than other people have to moisturize. I don't know. Again, I've sort of heard that tangentially. I don't know if it's real. Uh, I know there are times when I have issues where I have to use a lotion of some sort, um, but I'm lucky 
because I only have to use the lotion if there's some sort of issue. You know what I mean? I don't. It's not like I have to lotion all the time or I'll have cracked, drying skin. I know people who are like that. And I don't know if that's just eczema or if that's just who you are as a person. If you get it in your jeans, whatever the fuck. Regardless, whatever the fuck happened to Kevin Durant, he looked like he came from the moon. I mean, it's, his legs, it is... Again, I'm I'm not joking. I got goosebumps again just bringing it up, thinking of the image. It is terrifying how fucking disgusting and awful it looks. And someone tweeted it, and then he, like, Kevin Durant is extremely online. So he has no compunction with fighting with people. And I think he mentioned something about, like, uh, hey, I still made $70 million this year. You know what I mean? And, and then, of course, all that did was everybody go just, really? Well, could you portion, like, maybe $15 of that for lotion? Because look at your fucking legs. Like, it was like, you're not going to win that argument. Yes, you won $70 million, but you are ashy as fuck in these pictures. I mean, it's just, and not even ashy, like, his his legs looked like the floor of the Mojave Desert. They're so fucking dry and cracked that I was like, this is, this is, oh, fuck, again. I'm not joking. Every time I think of it, I get shivers. Like right up my spine, I, I because it was such, because I can you know what because you I felt that picture because you can feel running your fingers over it like it's like touching a lizard almost, and again, this guy's worth seventy million dollars. He doesn't give a fuck what I think, although he would if I tweeted this because then he'd fight with me for some fucking reason. Because look, man, I don't know why any rich person has Twitter. I've talked about this many times. Actors, celebrities, owners of Twitter. I don't know why any of these fucking people have it because Twitter's for plebs. Twitter's for fucking poor people to sit there and make jokes about one another over and over and talk about, you know, rich people for fuck's sake. Rich people are on Twitter. There's no point. You won. You fucking won. Go go stare at your bank account. You want to open up a website if you're rich? Open up like a, a like your bank account and just stare at all the zeros. Count it. You, have, you actually have more zeros in your bank account than there are zeros on Twitter making fun of you, if you know what I'm talking about, friend, because you should just go ahead and stare at these numbers. You've got all the dough and you don't need to worry about the zeros on Twitter because you got zeros in your fucking bank account. And yet, Chrissy Teigen will come flying out and be like, oh, look at this soup I made. I used the tears of a poor person. And then she'll be like, what? I didn't mean anything. Uh, by the way, I only did that. I don't know why her name came to mind. You know why? Because... Uh, I saw a thing this week where they were said, you're saying her name all wrong because everybody always said Chrissy Teigen. And she's like, no, it's finally it's Teigen. Like she pronounced her name that way. And then like Adele is apparently a, like it's not a delay because she doesn't have a fucking leg lamp, but it's something like that. Like her name is not Adele. It's Adelaide or something. I'm not even joking. Like this is my buddy, my buddy Chip. Uh, I have two buddies named Chip. My friend Chip Pope put something on Facebook about it. And I was like, really, this is. This is a thing. And that's and Chrissy Teigen. Is it? So she's like, it's Tigan, not Tegan. And in my brain, I'm like, it's probably Tegan. But she wasn't getting attention for seven seconds. So she had to do something. So she scrambled and goes, I don't know. What can I do here? My name. I guess my name. Yeah. And she didn't want to say it's not Chrissy. It's Christine. Because then they'd all call her Christine. So she had to go with her last name. It's not Tegan. It's Tigan. And, and again, I who cares what people's names are? I respect people. You know what? If pe- I respect people's pronouns and I respect the names that they choose. And if she wants to be Chrissy Teigen, then she's fucking Chrissy Teigen. But at the same time, you're just like, why did you wait 11 years to tell people it was Chrissy Teigen? And maybe it was one of those deals where early on she was correcting people all the time and going, hey, man, it's Chrissy Teigen. It's Teigen. It's actually Teigen. It's not Teigen. It's Teigen. It's Teigen. And then she went, fuck this. I'm going to marry John Legend and write recipes. And then it was fine. And then in on a Thursday, she found herself with five minutes of free time and went, you know what? Why don't I bring back the name controversy? Because, again, people aren't talking about me right now. So I need to get injected back into their lives somehow. Hold on. There's a plane that's going to crash into my house. Do you hear it? 
Is that a helicopter? I don't know what the fuck it was. It sounded like a flying lawnmower, which is, believe me, that's even more terrifying. Because uh, you got to look, plane I trust to fly over my apartment complex. Helicopter I trust to fly over my apartment complex. Lawnmower? The very fact you got it into the air is impressive, but I got to figure that's going down at any time. That that thing is going down, man. There's no doubt. Why am I yawning so much today? I keep getting right to the precipice of a yawn and then I fight it off, but it throws me off as I'm trying to talk because, it, you know, it's just an air bubble that comes flying out of my brain and goes through to my mouth. Uh, I don't know. Hi, how you doing? Hey, guess what? Uh, Merry Christmas. You, you okay? You happy? I hope so. Hope you're, uh, I know it's right now devastatingly cold in portions of the United States all over the place. Uh, I will tell you in Los Angeles right now, it is 70 degrees, which is lovely. I don't say that to lord it over you. I don't say that to mock. I just say it because uh, part of me, honestly, I envy you people. And I know you're mocking me, but I do. I envy you and your blizzard because there's something uh, about the camaraderie of being together in a house when the elements outside are so ridiculously fierce and terrible. Uh, but now you're uh, bunkered down inside. You're hunkered down. You don't have to do anything. As long as you've filled your house with supplies, that's the, that's the best part. If you've got uh, you know candy and sugar plums and turkey and ham and all sorts of fucking food in your house for sandwiches and, and hot meals and snacks, and then you can get all the streaming services and stuff, that's fantastic. Now, if your power has gone out, I don't envy you at all. <laughs> and I don't mean to laugh, but I saw enough people on my Facebook who are like, oh man, my power's out. And I'm like, what do you do? I, I don't even... I've had the power go out at my house again, but it's warm here. So it doesn't, doesn't fucking matter. If the power goes out when it's like fucking 10 degrees, what do you do? Do you just all lie together under a blanket and hope? I mean, I guess that's what you would do. And it's even worse for homeless people. I I think we, me and Lily, I think the two of us talk about this later in in the show. Uh, I may have discussed, you know, how much I envy people with blizzards, but then, (laughs) then if you're homeless, I don't envy you because again, you're, you're frozen to death under a mailbox. Nobody wants to look, I I can think of a lot of ways to spend my Christmas. Uh, I can also think of a lot of ways I don't want to spend my Christmas. And number one on that list, top five, the top five on that list would be uh, frozen to death under a mailbox. I'm going to put that in the top five. I can't make it the top spot because then inevitably somebody's going to try to top me and go, Mike, what if you were being, you know, gang raped in a Russian prison? And I'd be like, you know what? That's I got to be honest with you. Frozen to death under a mailbox, preferable to being gang raped in a Russian prison. Um, And I know you're thinking to yourself, what does the location have to do with that? (laughs) Why would there be, would it be preferable to be in an American prison or any other prison? Of course not. Certainly it wouldn't. But, um, Russian prison is prevalent in my mind because, and brace yourselves from some highly uh, cheerful holiday talk. I've been doing a lot of reading about Russia uh, recently because of their war with Ukraine and reading about uh, Russian troops and the Russian army. And, uh, you know, we're sold this bill of goods that the Russian army are these extremely tough dudes who would bite through steel for country and God or not God. Are they godless communists? I don't know what the fuck they are, but they would, they would, you know, we're, we're told that they are unbelievably fierce warriors with fucking skull tattoos and they're ready to fucking ruin everybody. And certainly there is a portion of their, uh, their armed services, armed forces that would be like that, but that's more mercenaries. That's more of the, uh, the, like the Blackwater type ops of Europe and Chechnya and Bosnia and Romania. I don't even know if Romania exists anymore, but I'm sure there are still some fucking guys from there. Um, in re- and a lot of the things that I was reading was that in the in that a lot of the the military commanders in Russian uh, army and military uh, come out of the prison system, 
which is uh, there's a hierarchy in the prisons in Russia. And, uh, you know, there's the mobsters who basically run everything. And there's these guys who are uh, Ashkenazi. I don't even know what the fuck. There's all sorts of different names and stuff. But there are guys who are the lowest, lowest on the totem pole. They are the lowest dudes. And uh, I'm going to tell you this. Merry Christmas. I apologize. Um, they're not even allowed to sleep with the other people, like within the within the prison confines. They basically sleep in the toilet. All right. They sleep in the toilet. And uh, and if guys come in to use the toilet and they're there, they have to deal with it. There's nothing they can do. Uh, and then they are just basically uh, used for sex there. That's all they are. They're just there basically for the entire prison population to abuse and use. It is a terrible story. I am. I'm uh, again, I'm getting more shivers up my spine telling you, look at this. This is this is the holiday season of Kevin Durant's ashy legs and Russian mobsters raping plebs. I am so sorry. Um, but the point of the whole thing was that's why Russian prison came to mind, because I've been reading about that and how uh, their military is run like that to certain in certain ways. Uh, that there are some commanding officers and what they will do is they will use uh, rape as a way to break cadets and teach them. Uh, it's it's a it works twofold. It breaks them and then they're willing. They have to accept all the orders and do what they're told. Kind of. They can't be headstrong. And then also it works in that uh, if people continue to fight, you know, through that, they will tell them all what happened. Like it's that they use it as a as they use to control them via shame. Uh, this is an awful thing that I'm telling you, but I, I'm sorry. I read it. So you have to, too. Uh, I, it started with an author, a Russian author on, on Twitter. And then I went and read more of his stuff. And then I read Wikipedia about it. And then I went and read a couple of, uh, actual like news articles and it was, it's bad, man. It's bad. It's always bad. Um, and that's why when you read about Russia and Ukraine, you read about these guys from Russia, they go there to fucking war and they're not ready to fight. They haven't been trained. They're just in the army. You know, they're sitting around doing nothing and all of a sudden they're sent to war and that's why they're getting overrun by Ukraine dudes because these Ukraine dudes are fighting for their lives. And Russia's just like, we don't even want to fucking be here, man. You know, it would be like if you went right now to like a high school football game and there's a bunch of people in the stands and you went, you guys, you're going to war. And they're like, what? We're watching a football game. You're like, no, get in the van. And all of a sudden you're dropped off something like in Mexico to fight the cartel. And you're like, fuck, why are we here? Uh, and a lot of Russian guys are like that. You know what I mean? They might have a large... Uh, presence in the military and a large group of armed forces, but a lot of them are there because they were fucking made to be there. There's all the conscripted dudes too, who were sent. That's, that's the dudes. Those guys are home making fucking borscht. And there's a knock on the door. And it's like, Hey, how you doing? Grab a gun. What the fuck are you talking about? And they make them get in the old, uh, get in the, get in the van as uh, Henry Rollins would say. And then they take them over to Ukraine to fight these fucking dudes who are chewing nails. You know what I mean? Spitting bullets at fucking everybody. What a mess. I'm glad I'm not in Europe. I'm glad I'm here in Los Angeles. I wish I was with you right now in your house, though, as long as the power's on. Uh, just me and you and a bunch of fucking side dishes. <laughs> uh, so Merry Christmas. I'm, I hope you're doing well in this fierce weather. I hope things aren't really uh, eclipsing the holiday spirit and season for you. I hope you're able to listen to the howling wind outside and I hope you're warm. That's I always use that as a uh, in a greeting to somebody. I hope your I hope your life is filled with love and warmth um, because I associate warmth with being happy. You know what I mean? As I've told you, I don't want to be cold ever. I never want to be cold. I'll wear two hoodies. I'll wrap myself in four blankets. I don't care. I, do, I refuse to be chilly. Um, I understand that there are times that call for you being chilly. I've gone to a hockey game and been cold in the stands. Uh, but again, I don't want to be frozen to death under a mailbox unless the choice is 
<laughs> as I mentioned earlier, heading to Russia and being in the armed forces or being in jail. I don't want to, I want to avoid that. Now, if you said, let's go to Russia and have some fucking uh, pierogies, I'd say, yes. Do they make pierogies? I don't know if they do. That whole area has got to make pierogies. They all get, look, everybody's got a version of a dumpling over there. I'll have Russian dumplings, which by the way, is the number one strip club in Moscow. Russian dumplings. You should go there. Oh, it's great. Tampa's got the Mons Venus. Los Angeles has the body shop. Moscow has Russian dumplings. Oh, please. Let's go get a handful of fucking rubles and let's hit the skids. Uh, rubles, do they still use those? I don't know if they do anymore. Are they a euro? They're not the euro, are they? They're part of Europe, are they? I don't know. I don't, I don't Because again, you're right, Russia is so sprawling. It could be part of the America at this point. Russia is so fucking huge. It's like there's like Muslim Russia and then it's right. It's also right next to fucking India and China somehow because it's so fucking all three of those places are so fucking big. India, China, and and Russia are all right next door to one another somehow. And I know you're going to be like, Mike, I looked it up and that's not true. Yes, exactly. You know why? Because I'm talking off the top of my fucking head. I don't know where anything is. I barely know where my fucking mailbox is. Not a mailbox talk today. Weird. Uh, All right. So let me give you an update on what we talked about last week. Uh, As you know, I was heading out to the minimum wage dunk tank. I was ready to go and stack peas with the best of them. So I went last week to a job fair in uh, in uh, Santa Monica at a grocery store. And, uh, you know, my appointment was at uh, they said, come anytime between nine and three. So I, I showed up there at like 1120, I think it was. And when I showed up, there was about 15 people in line ahead of me. And uh, I walked up uh, to the person who had a clipboard. They looked official. And I went up to them and I go, Hi. And she said, Hey, are, are you here for the, the job fair? I said, Yes. She goes, Did you apply online? And I said, I did. And she said, did you bring your resume? And uh, hold on, you hear my neighbor? You hear my neighbor screaming? Maybe you can't. <laughs> All right. He screamed a couple times very loudly, um, which again makes me think that he can hear me through the wall. So he can hear me saying, did you hear my neighbor screaming? And then he stopped screaming. And then I look like a fucking dope. He might be, wait, I think he went into the other room to scream. He heard me. He heard me hearing him scream. So then he went in the other room to scream. So I would no longer hear him scream, not knowing that I can still hear him scream. Uh, you know what? Let me ask you this. If he was in space, could we hear him scream? Something to ponder. So I walk up, woman to the clipboard. And uh, like I said, 15 people ahead of me in line. And uh, she says, did you bring your resume? And and listen to me. I'm, I'm just going to say this. In a, I'm trying to say it in a nice way. And also, here's the deal. Like, uh, as you know, I, I, I'm, I wonder if they're listening to this because they know what I do. You know what I mean? They, they clearly, I told them, I had to tell them um, because they, they didn't know what I've been doing for the last fucking 15 years <laughs> when I show up. And they're like, hey, man, what have you been doing? And I, you know what I said to them? I was frozen to death under a mailbox. And yet now I've extricated myself from that precarious position and I've gone ahead and filed this application. Um, but when I walked up to her and she's like, Hey, do you have a resume? And I, I swear to God, like, I just want, I, 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 I didn't laugh. I want, I wanted nothing more than to laugh. I want just go, uh, ha, no, I don't have a resume that tells you I know where cereal goes. You know what I mean? And I know that just, they don't mean it like that. I, they just want to know that you're a human, all right? That you can interact with other people, that sort of thing. Uh, and that you're efficient, okay? And I'm, I'm these things. I can be these things, certainly, if you need me to, if you're paying me to be. Um, but, but do you have a resume? It reminded me, there's an old joke, uh, and it's a fantastic joke. It's one of my favorite jokes. There's a guy named Mario Joyner. That I, if I told you this, 
I apologize. But Mario Joyner's a comedian, and he actually, I think he was Jerry Seinfeld's favorite comedian. He's one of Jerry Seinfeld's great friends. And uh, Mario Joyner said he went to go apply at a movie theater to be the ticket taker. And they said, do you have a resume? And he said, I submitted my resume as confetti. Uh, he just throws, And he does his hand like he's throwing it in the air, and he goes, here's my resume. I think my qualifications speak for themselves. Um, and I, I love that joke so much because, again, I'm, I'm tearing tickets to the fucking movie theater. What the fuck do you want? So that's kind of how I feel about this. Now, again, um, there are facets of this gig that are certainly they need to know that you can do. You need to you'd be smiley and you need to be able to interact with the public really well. And then you need to be able to stack avocados in a pleasing position. I, I don't fucking know. What do I know? I don't know anything. But I know that I'm good with people. I can talk to people. I can get along with people. And I know that it's about time I started working with other people again. That was the that was the main thing I tried to sell them on. I'm like, look, I just I just want to I want to interact with people and work with a crew. I mean, to be with friendly people and get along. That's because I can do that. That's exactly what I want to do. Uh, but what would that say on my resume? I like gangs. You know what I mean? I don't know what the fuck it would say. You know what I need? I need to put my arm around a bunch of people and take a photo. It, it doesn't, it doesn't resonate that it seems silly, quite frankly, to bring a resume to that, to that sort. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I said, and so she said, you bring a resume. And, uh, I just said, no, I, I said, you know, I just, I filled out the app online. She goes, oh, you know, I'll go see if I can find you. So she went back into the store and I, uh, the other people in line about, I'd say probably 10 of the 15 are filling out applications and with a pen, you know, like, like, and I've done this again a million times in my, in the past when you have to sit there and you fill out an application with the pen they give you. And then you, you got it in your brain. You're like, don't make a mistake. Don't make a mistake. You look like an idiot if you make a mistake. Um, and they're these poor people, they don't have a table. So they're writing on their laps. They're writing on cement. And I'm just like, this is grim. And I, and I'm, and my, I'm just like, please don't make me do that. i hold on neighbor. Hear him? Hold on. Let's see if it happens again. Hold on. No, not yet. But if he starts screaming again, I'll go ahead and stop. I can hear his TV a little bit, but no, he's not talking anymore. Okay. Um, sorry about that. This is a professional show, isn't it? How many times were you watching Friends and Jenna Randerson went, hold on, our neighbors? Uh, <laughs> yeah, by the way, I'm friends. I, I, I'm the friends of podcasts in that uh, nobody knew is watching it. <laughs> Only the people who enjoy it are the people who enjoyed it in the past. <laughs> um, so I, she comes out thankfully and she just goes, uh, Hey, I found you. I said, great. And she, so I don't have to fill out an application. She goes, just wait here and, uh, we'll get to you. That's great. They'll talk to you soon. And they, and again, she's incredibly vibrant and, and very nice. And there's uh, three card tables, one with a number one on it, one with a number two on it, one with a number three on it. And uh, and I don't, I don't, again, I don't, that seems like a complex numbering system of, of sorts. I don't know if that means like if they're going to go, hey, go to station three and talk to that guy, go to here. You know what I mean? Or if it just means when you're in the line, they'll go, all right, go to table three. You go to table one. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's like a level, like you got to go through one to get to two to get to three, or if it's just them interviewing all sorts of people, who knows? Uh, so I sit and then the next woman comes in and she also, uh, checks with clipboard lady. And then she sits next to me and, uh, she's a lovely woman named Winnie and, uh, she and I bond instantly. She's, uh, she's, uh, formerly had worked in an office and now she's here to work at this gig and, uh, she's incredibly bright and nice and, and funny and we're exchanging and she asks about my show asks about me. I talk to her and so she and I now are bonded. We're, we're compadres. We're 
we want to get this gig together and we want to work together because she's super cool and uh, and we're getting along great. And also, it was kind of neat. I will say this. Talking to her and her talking to me, I think, hold on, Jesus. I think he just hit his thumb with a hammer in a cartoon. Um, she and I, you, you are getting the chance to... Uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm so distracted and you're not distracted. So I shouldn't be distracted, but it literally, my walls are so thin. It's like, he's right in my ear. Uh, hold on. Listen, but he keeps yelling one words. If he was just screaming a bunch of words, he would hear him, but he screams one word and I'm talking over it. And then I stop and he doesn't scream any more words. He's screaming. What? There we go. Hold on. I don't think you can hear it. Hold on. <laughs> Uh, you know what I'm going to do now from now on? I'm going to do a section with just me. I'm going to do a section with me and Lily. And I'm going to do a section just with the microphone of the wall. So you can hear my neighbor freaking the fuck out. Um, so Winnie and I are getting the chance to practice talking and, and being uh, 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 present and interesting. You know what I mean? Like, and I mean, I look, I'm always present and interesting. You can't argue with that. I'm, I'm, I'm not clamming up anywhere, really. But you want to show your best foot forward, right? So she and I are talking. And we're getting along, but also we're getting the opportunity to talk and kind of make each other laugh, but also be verbal. Does does that make any sense? You're not sitting there in silence dreading what's going to happen at table number three. So she and I are talking and having a good time. Now, I will tell you this. We're surrounded by these other people. Uh, The guy sitting next to me, the guy who's filling out his application, he, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? How do I put this in a way where you'll understand exactly what I'm going to say? Fucking smells. All right. Uh, this dude is, is highly in need of soap or scrubbing or a bath. Uh, cause it wasn't, it wasn't like that smell where you're like, oh, this guy might've had a fucking hot dog for lunch. It was, holy Jesus, this guy's been chopping wood for a month and hasn't showered. Like he, it was, it was that body odor smell. It, it smelled like he's like, he, he woke up and he's like, oh my God, I shouldn't take a shower. I should douse myself in cumin. You know what I mean? That kind of smell. Uh, and, uh, and he's just, you know. He's an unkempt gentleman. You know, he's just got a bunch. His hair is flying all over the place. And in my brain, I'm like, all right, well, there's 15 people ahead of me. Uh, there's now 14 people ahead of me. No way this guy gets the fucking gig. And then I look uh, at other people. They're they're on their phones and they're and loudly talking. And I'm like, well, that person's eliminated. You don't hire that person. <laughs> I'm, I'm making sure nobody gets hired. Uh, there, there were at least two other dudes ahead of me who, who were... They, they just looked, one guy had hold like those jeans with the holes in both knees. And then behind me, behind Winnie, a guy shows up and he's got, he's got like 10 necklaces on and aviator glasses where you're just like, oh my goodness, what's happening? I, I don't know. It, it, and again, I understand that this company, my friend actually said to them, you know, like, what's the dress code? What's the, they go, well, look, if you were going to get a tattoo on your face, we would ask that you check with us first just so we know what it is. You know what I mean? Like they won't tell you not to get a tattoo on your face, but they want everybody to be free expression and all that stuff. But at the same time, you you can't look like you just, you're, you're the eighth dancer with tribe called quest. You know what I mean? One of those dudes. I mean, it, he just he had eight fucking rope necklaces and shit. And it was like, and a yellow blazer and big fucking glasses. I don't know if it was plug one or plug two from, from fucking, uh, Oh my God. I came to the day. I, De La Soul, Jesus Christ, because I kept thinking of three because I was thinking of Jurassic three. Ignore me. All right. So uh, that was that guy behind Winnie. But then in the other line, the, you know, the, the guys who smelled, the guys with the holes in their pants. And I'm like, I'm I'm a walk. I'm going to crush this thing. Right. God knows. 
I, I, I told, and I told you guys, I'm, I'm minimum wage dunk tank. I'm, I'm grocery Willie Loman. I can't wait to get in the fucking door. They're going to see this and they're going to love me. So they start interviewing people. People go to one and two, and I'm talking to Winnie the whole time. I'm not really paying much attention. I'm just, you know, I, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk to people and just be, be yourself. That's who they're looking for. Right. And I like me. So, uh, I get called to table one, uh, and I go up and I speak to Veronica. She's lovely. And uh, she starts asking me questions and I start answering these questions and I'm making her laugh. And uh, and I'm I, and it's funny because, again, it is a it's a grocery store. But she's still saying, what made you uh, what made you choose Trader Joe's? And I said, well, of course. And I answered my question and I and I told her honestly, I said, I have, uh, you know, a friend who works. I have two friends, quite frankly, who work. One's worked for the company for over 20 years and he loves it. Another friend who's recently become a member uh, and they tell me how great it is. And also um, I've been working by myself for quite a long time. I, it's time to reenter the workforce and work with a bunch of people. I like the idea of working in a place where everyone gets along, whatever the fuck I said. Uh, I did what I had to do. Uh, I told her the truth in the moment. You know what I mean? And then, but then they ask, you know, she asked more questions and, uh, you know, how do you feel about how often do you shop? What do you do? And, and, and what do you do in your life? What do you, how do you plan this? What do you make? And I'm again, I'm, I'm cooking it. I'm batting everything back forehand. I don't even have to go for a backhand. I don't even have to run all the way across the court to hit anything back. Everything she's hitting me. I'm forehanding back. I'm just like fucking, I got eight arms. I'm fucking Krishna on the tennis court and I'm batting everything back. And she's laughing and she's taking extensive copious notes and we're getting along great. Now let me put it this way. If it was Trader Veronica's, I have the fucking job. Clearly she enjoys me and she likes me. And I'm like, this is great. Uh, is she that she's the gatekeeper? Clearly uh, she's the one. And so we finish after talking for about eh, 10, 15 minutes, maybe. And she takes a ton of notes and then she just goes, okay, you know what? Um, I'm going to ask you to stay here. Uh, we're going to have you go and talk to another person. And that's great because I will tell you this of the 15 people ahead of me, all of them were sent away. They left. Uh, and, uh, I, I then am sent. And then as I'm sent, um, another person is sent also to the side. So he was talking to somebody at table two. I was talking to somebody at table one. Um, so the 14, 14 of the 15 people ahead of me were sent away. The other, this other guy gets told to wait. And then I, Veronica says, you know what? Hold on. Somebody else will talk to you. And I had had to pay the meter and I had only paid for like, uh, an hour. And it had, it had been almost an hour because we're waiting with all these people to be interviewed. And I said, hey, do I need to go feed the meter? She goes, yeah, that's really a good idea um, because you're going to be here. So definitely go. And I, and in my brain, I'm like, that's also good news. Perfect. So I go out. I feed the meter. Uh, I come walking back and I uh, and I'm and I see Winnie is gone. She had been called to interview just after I interviewed. And so I'm like, oh, no, they cut her loose. How do you cut Winnie loose? She was amazing. What could have possibly happened? And as I'm looking, she exits the store. I go, oh, you're here. Awesome. And uh, she goes, yeah, they're waiting to talk to me. And I said, okay, me too. And then the person goes, Mike. And uh, and I get called over to table two. And this is with the lovely Patrick. Uh, A guy named Patrick, Trader Joe's Patrick, picks me up and he goes, hey, how you doing? And he starts asking me questions. He asks me about the podcast. He asks me about stand up. He asks me about all the things that I do. Um, and then he says, you know, what do you, uh, what do you love most about the podcast? And I said, uh, well, here's what I love. I said, I love being able to just do whatever I want whenever I want. And I love that there are people who actually care about anything that I would have to say. And I said, you know, there's a, there's a Patreon element to it. And there's people who've just sent money or gifts. I go, it's, and I've said something that I've often said to you guys. I said, there is no greater privilege in the world than being paid to be yourself. 
And uh, these people have been kind enough to reach out and, and send me money or pay for what I do. And, uh, and he goes, well, what would you say is your greatest accomplishment from the podcast? I said, well, um, acquiring an audience that cares about what I say weekly, even though I, during the, you know, just recently over the past year, I kind of fell off a little bit and wasn't doing the show weekly. I said, uh, I took some time away from it involuntary or voluntary, however you want to call it. I just kind of, uh, didn't. And people stayed with me. I said, but probably my, my biggest accomplishment. And, and it's funny because I will say this to you guys, like I've just recently thought of this as an accomplishment. I never really did, but someone once told me they're like, you know, you should really consider this as something that's a big deal. Uh, I have paid my bills in Los Angeles for the past 11 years, uh, by being an entertainer. You know, I've certainly filled in around the gaps with uh, people who are kind and, 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 and well, then also that's show related. But I would say like, you know, the Uber stuff, the Uber stuff was just kind of filling in the gaps. Whereas, you know, Patreon and stuff have been, has been crucial. I mean, I, it's, it's, so I said to him, I go that I've been able to pay my bills for the past 11 years as uh, as an entertainer. I go, and I, I said, I normally, I didn't look at that as an accomplishment for the longest time, but I've had people tell me, you know what, dude, that is, that is really, especially in a town like this where everybody's trying to do it. That's a real accomplishment. And uh, he said, great, wonderful. And uh, like I said, I, I went, when I went and filled the car, the uh, the meter, I put in two hours this time because I knew I was going to be interviewing and and I might even get hired. Who knows? So Patrick goes, great. And we finished, we finished talking and he says, okay, well, thanks for your time. And I said, okay. And he goes, because uh, I will tell you this. Uh, once I went from table one, Patrick took me to table two. So then I figured that they were going to one, two, three, and table three was going to be the final step. That's the final boss over there at table three, literally and figuratively. And so I'm at table two with Patrick and he says, okay, thanks. And I said, oh, are we done? He goes, we are. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for your time. And we appreciate your interest. And, uh, you know, we're, we got a lot of people to interview. We're going to be talking to people all day. And uh, that really sounded like, hey, thanks for your time. You won't hear from us talk. You know what I mean? Like I, I went from being engaged and interesting and everything was going well. And again, I talked to Patrick for like 15 minutes. It went fine, I thought. And then he was just like, okay, well, thanks for your time. And I, I did not make it to table three. And I was sitting there like, I don't even know. I don't know what's happening. Like I, it was, it was a strange thing. I have to admit because I mean, everything had gone great. Certainly at table one, if it's trader Veronica's, I got the gig. Uh, then I go to talk to trader Patrick and it was going well. I made him laugh. Uh, he had told me he'd worked at like nine different locations over the course of 15 years. He'd been transferred where they needed him. And I said, that's fantastic. He said, he started in the Valley. I said, I'm in the Valley. We talked about the Valley. I mean, it was just, it was a really good conversation. It was fun and interesting. And, and then, uh, he's like, yeah, see you, man. And I was like, all right, cool. Shook his hand. And I went to walk out. And Winnie was waiting uh, and she kind of looked at me and I said, I don't know, I got cut loose. And she goes, oh, well, they, they told me they're going to be talking to me. Uh, and I said, okay, well, I said, well, good luck. Hopefully I'll see you here. That, and they go, and then they called her name and she had to go to table two. And, uh, and I split. And then all you can do is think to yourself, what did I do wrong? What did I say that was wrong? You know, I mean, everything was going well. And then I went to table two. Everything seemed to be going well. And then I don't get advanced. And I mean, I was engaging. I was, I was funny. (laughs) 
I know it's like you're dating, like I'm dating the store, and obviously I didn't have what they were looking for. At least I felt I didn't, because then you start questioning everything as you go walking out the door, because why wouldn't they look at me? There's a third table. Why wouldn't you go ahead and advance me to the third table? I'm fucking third table material. What the fuck is your problem? Um, and I and then even worse, so I had fed the car for two hours. I only wound up talking to Patrick for 20 minutes. So I'm like, God damn it, I wasted a buck 40. Uh, or a minute, an hour and 40 minutes, I should say, because it's fucking $4 meters down there. Um, and then I thought to myself, wait a minute. What, and I've, I've thought about it because I'll tell you this. Look, I, just long story long, uh, I didn't get the gig. <laughs> I got an email from them a week later that said uh, interviewed, not selected. And it just said, uh, hey, man, thanks for your time. Unfortunately, we can't offer uh, jobs to everybody. Uh, but you know, we'll keep you on file. And I, I just, I mean, what the, cause again, you, you heard me last week bemoaning it and making fun of it, but then to not get it, you're just like, what did I do? What the fuck is wrong with me? And I'm trying now, I'm obsessing now over what the fuck I could have said that didn't get it because it was going extremely well. And all I can land on is me saying, I've paid my bills by being an entertainer for over a decade and them thinking, well, a that's his priority and B he clearly doesn't need this job. If he goes ahead and he pays his bills by being an entertainer when ipso facto, if you thought about it for one fucking second, you would realize I, if I'm paying my bills by being an entertainer, I wouldn't be applying here at the fucking grocery store, man. Uh, you know, the whole point is like for 10 years I did, but then the pandemic came and it kicked Uber in the ass and all of that shit. And, and then everything kind of fell off a fucking cliff. So we're trying to re reconnoiter and reboot and, and circle the wagons here and, and get back on track. And, uh, and again, you heard me last week making fun of it, make, you know, this, that, and the other thing, but it didn't mean I didn't want it. And more importantly than that, didn't mean I didn't fucking need it. Right. Uh, so I went in and I was myself and I was truthful and I, and I was engaging and I was smart and funny and, uh, not enough. And, uh, and, and again, it's that thing where I'll just, again, if we're being honest, I'll say this, um, good, you know, uh, cause maybe that, that opens the door to something else. You always hear those things. Well, you know, God shuts a door and he opens a fucking window. And I'm like, why does God have any sort of obstruction? God needs an open floor plan. I don't, I don't need any of that shit. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, I, I, I'm applying there because I need to, I need to pay my bills. I need to, I have bills that need to be fucking taken care of. Uh, but, but ideally, you know, you're, you're, I'm talking for a living or doing whatever I've obviously. And look, I, I also got a tiptoe here. Cause I'll tell you this. I wound up getting another interview at a different location and I went and talked to those people on Wednesday of this week and it went extremely well. It went, it was great. Now there was no card table set up. There was no system. Um, I wound up getting, it's a different location from the, the Santa Monica one. And I, I, I talked with two incredibly nice people and we got along great. I made them laugh. They made me laugh. I, and I, I did exactly what I did at the last interview and at the end of this, they said, uh, hey, man, and, and they kind of let it slip. They were like, they were like, at your second interview, we'll ask you a lot more questions about yourself, indicating that there was a possibility I would get a second interview, I suppose. 
Um, but also when I was talking to them, they were very, very adamant that uh, they need people at this gig. You know, there's a reason I got this interview. Like they need, they're in a rush. They're losing people or whatever the fuck. And, uh, and I know I would kill it. I, I, I again, I don't, I don't, <laughs> my strengths are their needs. You know what I mean? So I, so I don't understand not, not getting to card table three. I don't understand. Hey, we'll see you again for a second interview. I, I get, and I get these things. I am, I have enough, uh, of a hard on where I'm just like, Hey man, I'm me. What the fuck is your problem? You know what I mean? But at the same time, I know how these things work, but I guess I, I know how these things work, but I also think you got to jump through several hoops, but it doesn't matter as long as you jump through the hoops, inevitably you'll get the gig and to not get the other gig. I was just like, fucking, I was, I was waylaid. I won't lie. I was just like, it wasn't like this thing where I was like, boo, oh no. But I was like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, hold on a second. I, I don't get to stack peas. What is your problem, man? I'm the pea stacker from fucking pea stacking village. I'm peace. I'm from pea stackistan. How could you fucking think about not having me? Uh, so this another, this other place, I, I literally, they were like, well, you'll probably hear from us. Uh, and then she double clutched. She goes, well, it's probably going to be after Christmas. So I'm going to call the day and just be like, Hey, you know, just, just kind of following up. And also I never know if that's, you know what this is? This is so funny. I'm trying to fuck a grocery store. I mean, clearly that that's what this is. You know, you meet him at first, you get along great. You, and then you, hey, you made it to table two, which is the second date. You're like, all right, this is going well. And then all of a sudden you get ghosted. You're like, what the fuck just happened, man? How did I not get to table three? Because by table three, you should be knee deep in the fucking hoopla, if you know what I'm talking about. But then I go to this one and they're like, yeah, you know, you probably hear from us after Christmas. And so now I don't know. I don't want to be Favreau and swingers where I call them up and go, Hey, you know, I really like fucking beans and I'd love to hang around them. You know what I mean? I don't want to be that fucking asshole. Hey guys, you know, I could really help stack wine. You know what? Fuck. I, I don't know whether it, it shows gumption to call them and go, Hey, you know, uh, I, again, interested in the gig really enjoyed meeting you guys. Or if, if the, the stink of desperation comes through the phone, but, but with eight days left in the month, <laughs> and my rent due on the third, guess what? I'm going to do everything I can to douse myself in as much fucking cologne to make sure that the, oh, the fucking, oh my God, my rent's due. <laughs> oh, do my rent's due is, uh, is going to fucking permeate the nostrils of the people who are trying to hire me for a gig. Uh, and it's funny. They even said, they were like, Hey, what, how do you, and they threw like a bunch of curveballs at me at this fucking, this, this interview. They're like, Hey, how do you feel about working at three in the morning? at the fucking grocery store. I'm just like, I'm in. I said, I'm here whenever you need me. They okay. Cause a lot of people, they say that, you know, and then when it comes time to do it, I go, I go, listen, I, I put that on my application for a reason. Whatever hours you have, I will make my schedule work to come in and work because I, that's, you know what, in my opinion, again, you would tell them up front. If you're, if you're looking for a part-time gig, you tell people you're looking for a part-time gig. If you're like, look, man, I can only work Thursdays. You tell them you're only looking Thursdays. Now, some people might lie to get in the door and then they go, Hey, you got to work Wednesday. They go, I only work Thursdays, whatever the fuck. I'm not that guy because I don't want to, you know, why? Cause I don't want the hassle afterwards. I don't want to have that conversation. I want to, I want to make sure they know that what I'm there, Hey man, schedule me and I'll be here. That's it. The end. Cause I, I'm in no position to be going, well, you know, I'd really prefer to work from 12 to three. What the fuck is that? If you're going to get a gig, get a gig. Uh, and, and look, does, is, am I happy about that? 
Um, if they're listening, yes, who knows? They did ask the name of the podcast, so they may be listening. So, hey, uh, lovely people who interviewed me and are waiting to get in hold of me after Christmas, please know that this is a comedy show and I, everything is uh, amped up for humor, uh, even though at the same time it's also truthful, but also amped up for humor. So who knows, man? I don't have any fucking clue. I, 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 it, 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 again, it looks like I'm just going to be a fucking, cause did I tell you Uber approved me? All right, get this Uber fucking finally approved my background check, right? It took them five weeks, five or six weeks, six weeks. And they approved my background check. They're like, okay, you can get back in the car. I'm like, great. So I go to open the app and it says, uh, you have to take this test about community standards and, and what it means to drive for Uber. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So it's an online test that I had to take. Right. So I do this and it's all the same bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, uh, if, if would you, would you have a problem driving a trans person or whatever the fuck? You're just like, no, anybody gets, I'm Travis Bickle, man. I did it before for you guys for five fucking years. Travis fucking barbecue goes everywhere. And, uh, and, but so I took this test and I'm waiting for them to approve that. Then I understand community standards or Ubers, whatever rules. And cause they, now they sent me an email. They're like, Hey man, when you take dogs in your car, I'm like, I dude, what the fuck? What are you expanding now to Uber pets? Is that what's happening? How's a dog going to order a ride? And I know they mean like people taking dogs, but I've had dogs in my car before. But the thing that I did, here's what I did. I've told this, I told the story in here before. Someone goes to get in my car with the dog. I go, do you have, they're like, it's a therapy animal. I go, cool. Do you have your paperwork? And then they get pissed. They get all fucking mad. And I'm like, look, man, I, it's my car. I don't have to take you and your dog. I don't, I don't have to do anything quite frankly. But if you got your paperwork, because the thing is, I hate people trying to get over. And I know this is the old man in me, like a 25 year old be like, whatever, man, let's get stoned with your Doberman, whatever the fuck. But for me, like, I, I don't like you trying to fool people. If you're like, oh, it's a therapy dog. And it's just you and your dog in a leash. And then, and it doesn't have the, you know, the therapy collar or any of that bullshit. Then I go, okay. Cause that's just a lie to get in my car. I know it. It's just, it's like when people, I've seen people try to bring dogs into restaurants on a leash. And they go, oh, it's my therapy dog. And they're like, well, do you have the fucking, you know, the paperwork and all that kind of stuff? And then they get mad because they're, you know, because also, look, you can get sued if you refuse to take somebody. But if I say to you, do you have the paperwork and you show me the paperwork, you can get my fucking car. I don't give a shit. Your dog can fucking drive. Literally, you want, you want your dog to take a rope behind the wheel? If your Pekingese can see over the dashboard, let them take us both where we're fucking going. I don't give a shit. As long as you got a fucking piece of paper that says that's who it is. But if it's some fucking hand-drawn crayon with backward S's, dog is good. I'll be like, fuck you, man. Don't try to trick me. Because also, look, if, if it's not a therapy dog, go, look, it's not a therapy dog, but he's a clean dog. Can we take him? I love your dog. Bring him in my car. I've done that before. I don't give a shit. If you're honest with me, I don't give a fuck. But if you, if you tell me it's a therapy dog, I'll go, cool. Do you have your paperwork? And then they get pissed. Don't lie. Just say, hey, man, this is me and my dog, and my dog's super clean. And I'll go, your dog's not going to make a mess in my car, are they? And he'll go, no. And I go, cool. Can I pet your dog? Now, get this. I was leaving Trader Joe's the other day after my interview, and I felt I was I felt great. Everything was going well. As I'm walking out the door, a guy's walking in. He's got a dog on a leash, and I mean a dog. Like, it was, it was not big like St. Bernard big, but about the size of a German Shepherd. But it wasn't a German Shepherd. I don't know what I, it, it looked like. Uh, uh, this will sound dumb. It looked like a call of the wild dog, like a, like an Alaskan wolfhound or whatever the fuck. But it wasn't like, it wasn't glorious. It just looked like a mutt wolfhound kind of like that sort of face. And, uh, and I said to the guy, I said, Hey, can I pet your dog? 
And he said, uh, no, I'm very sorry. Sometimes he doesn't like people and he's not friendly sometimes. And I, you know what? All the respect in the world. Thank you. Thank you for being honest. Thank you for not being snarky. Thank you for being just normal. And I was like, oh, okay, dude, I totally understand. Thank you. And I split. Now, did I also think to myself, why are you bringing this wild animal into a grocery store where people are running untethered and they could go freak out and take somebody's jugular out? I didn't. I didn't think that. Or did I? Yes, of course I did. Why am I bringing it up? But at the same time, I was happy he told me, no, my dog doesn't like people sometimes and sometimes he's not friendly. And uh, and so I was like, great, I won't touch him. Thank you. Uh, but then in my brain, I thought he's now going into a store with a ton. There's people in there. You just told me the dog might not like people. I get terrible news for this dog. People are all over this fucking place. Now, see, if I worked there, I could tackle this fucking thing and take it down. If it goes rogue and runs wild around this fucking mutt wolfhound, I can go ahead and fucking give him a clothesline. By the way, mutt wolfhound is terrific in Stranger Things. If you've never seen it, go check it out. Uh, so there you go, man. So uh, so we enter Christmas in a bit of a uh, confusing time, I suppose I would say. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be great. Um, and if it's not, I'll be recording this in a public library eventually because they'll have electricity, won't they? Someplace I can plug in, just sit in the corner. At least you won't hear my neighbor fucking screaming. <laughs> uh, plugs. That's why I do this part of the show is the opening part with plugs and people go ahead and listen to those. Um, did you know I'm part of the Misfit Toys Co-op? At least I was yesterday. I don't know if things have changed. I haven't received a, uh, a note telling me to cut to cut it loose. Uh, but, you know, I can tell you that Never Not Funny and Doug Loves Movies and Todd, the Todd Glass Show and not... You know, again, I, have I told you that I wrote down Todd Glass Show instead of The Todd Glass Show? So when I say them, I say Todd Glass Show instead of The Todd Glass... I don't even know why I forget to say The half the fucking time, but I do. Uh, it's No Fun with Jen Kirkman. It's The todd glass show it's doug loves movies it's never not funny it's uh danger time with danielle and her friend all of these shows are part of the misfit toys co-op check them out jimmy pardo doug benson todd glass jen kirkman danielle koenig all sorts of amazing and talented people who are all i think you know what i think possibly the mental illness uh happy hour is part of it with our buddy paul i don't know perhaps i'm incorrect uh, but even if not, go listen to mental illness happy hour. He doesn't, he's not, I'm not part of his co-op, but he's, he's out there. He's killing it. My good friend, Paul Gamartin, the funniest, uh, check those shows out, man. Never not funny. Doug loves movies. The Todd glass show and me yawning in your face. As I say, no fun with Jen Kirkman, all terrific shows. And, and again, uh, don't forget to hide with Danielle and her friend. Terrific. Go check them out. Fantastic shows. Who sponsors this show? You ask? Well, let me tell you. Uh, our great friend, Fearful Jesuit, over there at the Paranoid Strain podcast, uh, taking out Satanic Panic, taking out QAnon, taking out all of the conspiracy theories that you could possibly imagine, uh, available now in all of the finer podcasting places. Dana Unicorn at his side, our great friend, Fearful Jesuit, is just fucking peeling the onion on all the terrible things that are out there in the world and doing it in a highly entertaining and wonderfully produced podcast that you can find anywhere you find the best podcasts in the world. The Paranoid Strain podcast right now with uh, our great friend, Fearful Jesuit, at the helm. Leave a review, if you would, in the iTunes store. I think you can still do that. Uh, you can get it in Spotify. You can get it at Amazon, all the different places. Uh, go ahead and download it and check it out because he is fucking amazing. And, um, well, you know, I'm, 
going to do this real quick. This is so dumb. He sent me a text last week, last week that I didn't answer because I'm smart and fun. Um, oh, and he asked me to do something and I didn't. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer this right on the air. <laughs> I'm going to write, I am! Exclamation point. Uh, apologies uh, for the late reply. Semicolon. As you know, I'm a fucking jerk. I'm going to write that right now. Uh, okay, so I've typed this to him and sent it, and we'll see what happens. But he has a project coming up. He's got plenty of new episodes for you to listen to, and he is a terrific friend, Fearful Jesuit at the Paranoid Strain Podcast. Go ahead and listen to it and subscribe to it, if you would. That would be even better, so then he knows how many numbers he's got and all the people he's got out there listening to his uh, stuff. So then, when the world turns on its ear, he'll know who he can reach out to to hide him when the government starts coming for him. <laughs> which might happen with the subject matter of his show. Uh, also, the Flemcad podcast is available right now. The Flemcad podcast is our great friend, David Hernandez. You know him as David Mex Hernandez on Facebook. Uh, this week was his Christmas episode. I believe there was singing and dancing, and it was happy and peppy and bursting with love. It was terrific stuff. Um, a lot of people ask me, they're like, hey, man, what happened to, you know, because I used to have a whole Christmas array of uh, ads and I would have like, we, you know, we did stuff with David where it was like the Christmas elves and then there was stuff, uh, you know, the misfit toys and all these different commercials. Uh, David uses those. And it seemed to me almost superfluous to put them on this show. Uh, cause David said, you know, I'm going to use them on my show. So there you go. Those exist. Now, if you want to go check out the Flemcat podcast, uh, that's all the more reason to check it out, to hear the Christmas, uh, extravaganza, the Christmas stuff that he has over there. He's got, uh, the book of the month club. I'm sure he's probably using that misfit toys. Uh, all of those amazing things that, uh, that he and I created are available right now on the Flemcat podcast. Go ahead and check it out. But also there's singing and uh, his, uh, he's got Derek who's there as well as a part of it. And uh, it's it's so great. Go ahead and check out the Flemcat podcast available right now where all of the best podcasts are. The Apple, I, uh, Apple, uh, I don't want to say, I, it's not the iTunes store anymore. Because I will tell you this, when I sync my phone now, it says, we cannot sync the podcasts because they don't exist. And I'm like, I didn't want to what the fuck that means. I'm not going to call Tim Apple and figure that shit out. So, uh, so go where the best podcasts are. That's where you'll find David's podcast. The Flemcat Podcast. That's four words. The Flem, P-H-L-E-G-M, Cat, C-A-T, Podcast. Look it up. And uh, go ahead and subscribe because it's fucking amazing. Then you, want, you know what? If you subscribe, you don't have to look it up every week. Then it just gets delivered right to you. Ring-a-ding-ding. Guess who's here? New podcast. And it's our friend David singing and doing amazing things. Also, if you go to Facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez, you can become his friend. And while you're there, you can go ahead and peruse uh, the all the tons of beautiful artwork he has sold to people and the amazing things he creates. And if you've ever wanted him to go ahead and create something for you, now is the time. It is the holiday season, although Christmas is just days away. He'll work in oil. He'll work in watercolor. He'll work in whatever you need. Uh, if you want a New Year's painting, go ahead and reach out to him. That's a great thing to do. Uh, the Flemcat podcast available right now and also Facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. Those are places you can find our great and talented friend. Please do so. Give yourself the gift of Mex this holiday season. You deserve it. Uh, I am on Cameo. Did you know that? Give, get, you want to give yourself a gift? Hire me for Cameo to go ahead and yap in your face about what the season means to me. <laughs> I don't 
don't know why that made me laugh. Just like, do me a favor. Here's here's twenty bucks of which you'll get fifteen. Please make sure you tell me what the season means to you. Well, oh, I'll tell you what. With with visions of sugar plums dancing in my head, uh, me and Chrissy Teigen will tell you all about what's going on with our lives. Uh, happy to do it. Hire me for cameo. If you want me to just say, look, if you do it super quick, I'll say Merry Christmas. But I can do Happy New Year cameos as well. And then uh, in January, uh, Eddie Van Halen's birthday, I believe, is the 26th. If you want to hire me to do something for that. Uh, why not? Why wouldn't you, for Christ's sake? I say out loud. Uh, what else is in January? New Year's Day. I could do that. Uh, something about the college football playoff. I don't know if there's any other. other is it? Oh, it's Martin Luke. No, it's uh, President's Day. Whose birthday is it? Elvis's birthday is in January, right? No, it's in August. Who's in January? There's some other birthday. Martin Luther King? Maybe. I don't know. I can do any. Whoever's fucking birthday it is. If it's your birthday, if it's your cousin's birthday, if it's your sister's birthday, if it's your aunt's birthday, if it's your girlfriend's birthday. You know what? Let me say this. If you want to get a job somewhere, and you need a res, uh, uh, not a resume, a reference. Hire me for cameo, and when you get there, just play it. That would be fucking hysterical to me. You sit at table when you get you get called up by Trader Veronica, and she sits you at the card table, and she says, "Hey, why do you want this job?" And just press play, and it'll be me telling her all the amazing things she needs to know about you and your fucking need for fucking gainful employment. And uh, and you know what that gets you? Card table two. Oh my goodness! Advanced right to card table two with Trader Patrick. Uh, do I then go to card table three? I don't. Sorry. I don't know if my cameo gets you that you're, you're on your own for that. I can get you to table two. the cameo. You asked me to record and get you to table two. You're going to have to rely on yourself to get to table three. <laughs> I'm not getting my brain went. Stop saying this. Um, <laughs> why, why is this happening? All right. I'm, you know what? I'm just, I've got to be a comedian and an Uber driver. That's it. Hopefully these guys wake up and go, you know, this is a guy we need in our, in our midst. He's fun and he can stack soup. This guy can face a soup shelf. This guy knows that the soup from that goes bad on July 8th goes behind the soup that goes bad on July 3rd. Right? <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, hire me for cameo, please. Please. That'll because look at that. I'll, I, 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 you're my, you know what? You guys are my card tables. I'm, I'm at card table one right now with cameo. Get me to card table three by hiring me. Uh, go to bookcameo.com or get the cameo app on your phone. But I, I recommend you don't do that. I recommend you just Google Mike Schmidt cameo because, uh, if you go to cameo, you'll see there's so many other better people to hire and I won't get your money and I'll be furious about it because you'll hire the little kid who likes corn who's on cameo now for like a hundred dollars. So he can say corn and good for him. I look, I love the corn kid. I demand that he make all the money in the world on cameo. That isn't going to me. But hire me too. If you look, just here's the thing: hire the corn kid, and then go. You know what? Mike likes the corn kid. Let's throw him a little biff, a little sping. I was say biff, a little, a little bingo. What the? F- I can't even talk. A little spiff, a little bingo. But I said a little biff, a little spingo. Jesus. Uh, hire me is my point, and hire the corn kid. He's great. Cone. Uh, I can't even do an impression of his voice. Why would I? He's he's inimitable. Um, hire me for cameo. Do you know I have a Patreon? I do. I shouldn't talk too much about it. Because <laughs> it gives people the wrong impression that I am swimming in cash. Scrooge McDuck filled swimming pools filled with Patreon money. You wouldn't believe it for Christ's sake. Why? I don't even know why I do this show anymore when I've already banked so much Patreon cash in the past. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Mike four zero Y O B. That's Patreon.com slash Mike 
40YLB. You can find me there and say, hey, this guy, he's worth giving a couple of bones to. Why not? We like the way he talks and does things. And uh, and I would say to you, thank you. And I would shake your hand profusely. Uh, oh, man, I met a guy the other day. Uh, uh, long story. Um, I met someone and they were very kind and nice and gentle and cool. And they had worn a mask like the whole time I had known them. And then when we were having our conversation, the mask came off and then they kept coughing into their hand. They kept coughing and coughing. And in my head, I'm going, I got to shake this person's hand. I know I have to shake this person's hand when I leave. I know I do. And they were lovely and stuff, but they kept coughing. And I would never, I don't look at everybody and go, you know, it's not like a cartoon where they turn into a steak, you know what I mean? Or a germ. Um, although I think one time I did say, uh, just if I ever, if I ever seem distracted when I'm talking to you, please know that I'm deciding whether you're an envelope or a shoebox. Uh, I said that in a previous show, I believe, because <laughs> that's true. That will happen sometimes. Anyway, you don't care. Uh, but, but most times people don't turn into a steak when I'm talking to them, but, uh, or a germ or a big uh, COVID germ. But if someone, if you're talking to them and they keep, <coughs> keep coughing into their hand while they're talking to you and your brain, you're just kind of, I don't know what's happening here. Like this could be. I mean, it is dry where we are. Maybe it's a little dry. Maybe they're, it's just a catch in their throat because they're talking. I, I don't know. But in my brain, I knew I was going to have to shake that person's hand. So I'm waiting and waiting. And certainly when we said goodbye, I shook their hand and then had to, and I, because I had a plan of attack already. I go, oh, it was nice to meet everybody. Take care. Nice to see you. Uh, you know what? I said, I have to hit the restroom. I'll be right back to say goodbye outside. And I just, I went and boiled my hands. Not because of lack of trust. I don't fear germs or anything, but at the same time, the entire conversation, he would cough in his hand like it was like a Morse code punctuation to his sentence. So, you know, anyway, I was there and I wound up meeting this guy (coughs) and he seemed great. But then, (coughs) you know, I'm like, oh, my God, what happened to this poor man? Uh, I'm going to give him the Heimlich. Maybe I got to give him the Heimlich in a bit of a conversation. I don't know. Uh, But he was a lovely gentleman and I actually owe him an email. And I did. He's he offered me a very nice thing and said, write me an email. And so I didn't want to write him right when I got home because that seemed desperate. But now it's been a week. So I should probably write him that email because now he's going to be like, he's got, I don't even, he doesn't remember who I am. This thing is gone. Whatever. He's a very kind person. Uh, but I'll reach out to him, certainly. But you can reach out to me via Patreon. Did you know that? I think I mentioned it. Patreon.com slash Mike40YOB. Also, if you just want to send me a chunk of dough via PayPal, and why wouldn't you? Who doesn't have a big fucking knot of money in their pocket? clad in rubber bands waiting to send it to their favorite podcaster or to me. Uh, you can find me at PayPal. If you go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com in the upper right-hand corner, there's a little horn boy, and it says donate on there. You click on him, and he allows you to send uh, money to me via PayPal. That's great. Or if you just go to PayPal uh, and look for MikeSchmidtComedy.com, I think is the way it works. <clears throat> Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. Will be, I think it's my PayPal address. You can Google Mike Schmidt PayPal or just again, fuck that. Go to the website and go to the upper right hand corner. There's a donate button. It takes you right there. Takes all the work out of it. Not really. It's just different work, but it's work. I can tell you what to do because I don't know how to do the other fucking thing. Uh, But go to PayPal.com or no, go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com. God damn it. And click on the upper right hand corner. There's a donate horn boy. And yay, there you are at PayPal. And look at you sending me money. Yeah, let me let me just go ahead and thank you in advance, because why not? Uh, I have channels. That exists. I have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the 40-year-old boy that has, uh, you know what I'm going to find? I, I did a review of Japanese snacks a million years ago. I don't even know if that's still on my YouTube channel. I'll have to go check. Uh, but also the archives of this show certainly are contained on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. And then uh, that's the, it's courtesy of our friend KC. That's his Christmas gift to me is that he does that uh, pro bono, if you will. He actually does it pro sunny bono because he's a big fan. 
Uh, YouTube.com slash the 40 year old boy. Check out the archives. Check out my blade. They're there. Go to twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. And I'm there streaming God of War Ragnarok virtually all the time. Uh, but I will tell you today, which is Friday, as I record this in the morning, Friday to today, you're, you're going to hear this late because by the time you finish, whatever, it doesn't fucking matter. There's a Christmas stream today. It'll be on facebook.com. Actually, I don't know why I'm, <laughs> I'm bringing it up during the Twitch discussion. I can't do it on Twitch. I have to do it at Facebook on the Westside 86 Jokers page. If you're a fan in the fan club, facebook.com, uh, go to the find Westside 86 Jokers fan page. And uh, and I'm doing a stream there today at 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, a Christmas stream where I'll open some gifts that some people sent me. Uh, I'll have a pie. It's going to be fun. I'll wear a Santa hat, might read a, Santa, a piece of Christmas lore going to be fantastic so please check it out uh if you can if not uh i I appreciate you thinking of me at all during christmas and and also subscribe to twitch as a gift to me why don't you follow or subscribe at twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy you can follow for free or subscribe for whatever money you want to give or you can actually use an amazon prime subscription and that gives me five bezos bucks which is real bucks because again he runs everything uh but because amazon owns twitch i get five bucks that way which is pretty cool and it doesn't cost you a thing so why not? Why wouldn't you do that? Go ahead and sign me up. Uh, Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy out there for you to follow and subscribe. YouTube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Go ahead and check out all sorts of stuff. And uh, let me just say Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. Thank you so much for being a part of this show and sticking around for, uh, you know, whatever this is these days. Uh, sometimes it's me and Lily. Sometimes it's just me. A lot of times it's a combination. I'm still trying to figure out what it's going to be going forward, as we all know. And I have, uh, you know, next week we'll talk more about, you know, 2023 and, and all that stuff. But right now, let me just say, I, I know it's cold. I know the weather is, uh, for lack of a better word, frightful, dumb, da dumb, delightful. Uh, I can only hope that you are together with people you love and warm and happy and your house smells like Christmas and you can avoid any and all petty squabbles, any sort of infighting, any sort of backstabbing. Just do what you can to stay as centered and as happy as you possibly can during this Christmas season, certainly over this Christmas weekend. Because look, it's and for me, it is incredibly ideal because uh, all day tomorrow on Christmas Eve, there's football, uh, amazing football. And then tomorrow night, Christmas movies. And then uh, Saturday, Sunday, I'm going to my brother's house for Christmas itself. There's football that day as well. There's food. There's family. Um, there's hugs. And uh, there's being able to look into the eyes of people whom you love and share a special day with them. And I hope you all have that experience this weekend. I know it's going to be a hassle going to airports. I know it's going to be flying issues because of blizzards and things like that. I can only hope that the weather does not impede your holiday enjoyment and all of you get to experience all of the happiness, peace, warmth, and love that is associated with this season amongst you and everybody whom you love. And I thank you so much for sharing even one sliver of your Christmas time with me. Have a fantastic holiday. My neighbor just swore in the middle of my heartfelt dedication to all of you. I hope you didn't hear it. And uh, and enjoy the rest of this show, which is me and Lily. Good Lord, I got to figure out what this show is going forward. I love you guys. Merry Christmas. Here comes Schmitty Close. Here comes Schmitty Close at the Joe Business page. Ooh.
bodies of hotties in their underpants It's fun for every age Box set downloads every episode Hey, let's get in a fight Eat some yogurt and punch a wall Cause really close comes the night here comes Schmitty Claus, here comes Schmitty Claus at Joe Business Page. He sells a shirt with your dirt, dirt to help show off your rage. Tweaked audio's got sweet ass cinemas, but a beautiful sight. Use their watch to decorate your crotch, cause Schmitty Claus goes the night. Here comes Schmitty Claus, here comes Schmitty Claus at Joe Business Page. Here's Schmitty rap on a song that makes Roe busting out of the cage. Get a print of podcast artwork, color all black and white. Mike Maxinelli will sign that thing, cause Schmitty calls, calls a night. Here comes Schmitty calls, here comes Schmitty calls, that's Joe business page. I bet you didn't know that the bees get out when Schmitty takes the stage. On earth we'll have to wait after Schmitty comes alive Let's give thanks to the big angry Cause Schmitty Claus comes tonight Cause Schmitty Claus comes And so this is Christmas. Jing, jigga, jing, jing, jigga, jing, jing, jigga, jing. That's me. That's my mouth guitar. I got a mouth guitar. Hey, what's happening, everybody? 40, hey, I don't say everybody. Oh, it throws off the whole beat. It throws off the whole. I don't like that. Hold on. <clears throat> hey, what's happening, 40-year-old boy? Nope. I got to say my name. Why Why is this happening? Because I don't, you know, because I'm not used to it anymore with another person around. I, I, you don't look at me. I can't. I I'll can't turn do it my camera you, off. I can't do it when you look uh there you go oh look at that there's is that your edward is that your santa it is oh my goodness he is such a good he's a very good santa and uh let me ask you this all right uh, well or, or, hold on oh, for the get into that yeah i will i, I apologize <clears throat> hey what's happened to mike schmidt 40 year old boy podcast and i'll do that also i've already done that by the way if you're listening because i do it in the other part that's just me uh i gotta figure out what this show is what a fucking <laughs> schizophrenic bullshit it is because i do this part and i'm like yeah we just did like an hour and a half me and lily it's great and i'm like i gotta add another hour everybody's gonna hate me it's a show um, within a show oh my goodness it's like you know what it is it's like it's a couple of oreos it's just like they're smashed together with all the cream filling in the middle uh you ever see that when people are not people are why is that a thing like i i saw it on uh net talk TikTok, TikTok. why did i say net net talk like netflix um people are taking apart cookies and then that's their whole deal is they put together like six creams in between two wafers or whatever and they're like this is the oreo i eat or whatever and I'm, and and millions of people watch it and smash a button we are chimps we are absolute fucking chimps we just want to be happy Ugh, that don't i want something to make me smile cookie well, construction then move to the next thing oh, <laughs> and you do that's what i'm saying i watched uh Oh man, there's some, there's a girl I started following on TikTok and she's like the anti AMSR chef. Ooh. She won't do food noises. She whispers <laughs> like, she's like, yes, but I'm cooking this chicken noodle soup or whatever. But she's like, she said that she has misophonia or whatever the fuck. And she's like, yeah, no, but there's no chewing or cooking noises. And I'm like, what? I, all right. I understand no chewing noises. Nobody fucking wants that. Unless you're, <laughs> you know, getting, you got a baby bird fetish. Maybe that's your deal where you're just like, oh yeah, no. Totally fucking chew up whatever and spit it right into my fucking pie hole. That's fucking amazing and hot. 
as I jerk off. Um, <clears throat> wow, that a, is a very specific TikTok channel. <laughs> it would be. Uh, I got to think it wouldn't last very long, truthfully, but, but you never know. I mean, I don't know. There's got to be people out there. who there's people, Dude, people are into fucking everything. All right? There's everybody who's married. Pulling fucking Christmas is here like, yay, awesome. I can put mistletoe. I can swallow it. You know what I mean? And then when I shit it out, it'll be on somebody's face and they can kiss my ass or whatever. Ah, it's awesome. I love it. It's, this world needs to be fucking clean. We need a fucking, we need a global Travis Bickle. We need a fucking, in the form of a comet that just fucking smashes and sends waves, shock waves throughout, just taking out fucking everybody. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Uh, well, you look at you, you're very Christmassy today in your special, beautiful Santa outfit. Cause oh, that's what I want to talk about. So you just, but you, you weren't here. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you, you said, I'll hide myself. And you did, you hid yourself on camera. And then uh, your screensaver is Edward, your, yes. your young Eddie. Uh, if, if you're unfamiliar with, uh, young, young Eddie, the love, lovely and talented and young Eddie, um, <laughs> he is her boyfriend and he is, he is many different things. He is a former Marine. He was a former Ringling Brothers clown. He is a current uh, magician and entertainer, uh, an unbelievably talented and positive gentleman. And I don't have any idea why he's still with Lily. However, <laughs> I tricked him. Yeah, I guess know. so. Somehow you lured him in. There's some sort of spell. Because <laughs> uh, I follow a woman who's a witch on Instagram and she's got. Of course all these, you do. She sells these books that are all like, this is a love spell. And then this is a, a way to get another spell for this. And, and I'm like, because she's, you know, she's a very attractive lady. And also she writes interesting stuff because she writes a, like a sex column, I think, for men.com or some one of the whatever, some fucking publication. And she here's her sex column. She does. Uh, she finds people who haven't done something and they want to do it and then they do it and they talk through the process with her. So uh, and uh, I found her it's like just the most recent one was uh, and this because all right, I'll say this uh, uh, Merry Christmas, but I'll say this. The most recent one kind of confused me, but I guess it didn't really confuse me, but it did sort of when I thought about it. Uh, the 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 people in her newest column uh, have never it's a woman who's never had a facial. In the in the porn sense and and a man who's never done it either and so they but they wanted to and so then they were going to do it and talk about what it was what they how it felt to do it and how it felt after and would they do it again and all that kind of stuff and uh and look i i'm going to use a word the kids use that seems fairly vanilla to me at this point I mean, I, you know what i mean and and maybe it's my own fault because i'm i'm watching you know women locked up in cages and shit like that where you're like how does this work Oh, oh, wow. Why are all of these holes in these walls? You know what I mean? Like there's all sorts of, oh, well, who, their legs come through it too. Like all that. I'm, I watch stuff where you're just like, I, a lot of, there's a great quote in, in fucking, I think it's stripes. It, it's stripes. And it's one of my favorite quotes in a movie. And, and it, of course I couldn't even pull the movie. It is from stripes. Though. I wanted to get the first part, right? Uh, no, it's bachelor party. That's exactly what it is. And it's fucking Adrian's <laughs> mad, I believe. Adrian's mad looks at fucking Tom Hanks. Or Tom Hanks looks at Adrian's mad and he goes, a donkey that doesn't want to be recognized? Something interesting is going to happen here. <laughs> and it's, it is one of my favorite lines in a movie. And so and, uh, with the porn setup, sometimes you'll see stuff and you'll be like, something interesting is going to happen here. <laughs> and uh, and for people who who have never had a facial and I, I understand she probably puts that out in her column where she's like hey have you ever not done this or not done that or write me with something you haven't done and we'll see if we can build a column around it and um one of them one of them had a free use thing you know what i mean uh, you, you know what that is a yeah, what you do. a free use 
uh, essentially when you go to like a party or a swingers party or whatever, and you, anybody can do anything to you. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so that was, that was the first column I ever read by them because it was like, I was just like, uh, because again, I'm a degenerate. So the second I saw free use in a headline, I'm like, wait a minute, what is that? Uh, sadly, <laughs> because I know what it is. And, and then it was this, this woman and this man who both, they, they'd never done it. So they wound up going to like three different parties to try it. Which made me laugh. Well, because they they didn't do the first. They wanted to see what it was like. Yeah. Yeah. It was not like they went to all three parties and got free used and went, yeah, I think we're done with the free use. We've gotten it out of our system, but thank you for including us. And we're going to go shower now for about a month. <laughs> because I'll tell you what, I I never knew that a sex involved a deli number taker. So I'm glad that I was able to go ahead and involve myself with that. That's a party. Right. <laughs> You walk in, it's like, hey, everybody, put your all your clothes over here, and here's the place where you take the numbers. And, <laughs> now serving number 41. <laughs> oh, Christ. That is a sticky lady. Merry Christmas. Uh, so when you you did your uh, so anyway so I follow this witch and she's lovely you know she's a, and she's I will I will not all right this is completely true uh, now that I think about it you know why I follow this witch she followed me first. <laughs> and, and I, I'm not joking. Like she, she was someone who followed me and I was like, I didn't recognize the name. And then I looked and she's like a national columnist and stuff. And she's got, she's an author. And she's a, like I said, she's just very accomplished woman and, and in, and living the kind of life that HBO is dying to write a series about because she lives in, in New York at the top of a, a building. Like, I don't know if it's a penthouse or just an amazing apartment with the view is incredible. And she's an author about candles and witches. And she's got like an extremely hot oh boyfriend. And yeah, that's what I mean. And she's, and she's a sex witch. Literally. She calls herself a sex witch and a glamor witch. I am so out. No, she, and she's, and she puts up little videos and here's another thing. To, uh, and I, I do like her, uh, her videos. <laughs> like I said, she's, she's a, certainly attractive and interesting. And, and, but also I, and I don't know what it is. Uh, she shakes like, like she's got withdrawal from 10 years ago. Like she, she looks, I don't know if she's nervous when she films her videos, but she's very like, you know, not, it's, it's, it's not noticeable until it's noticeable. You know what I mean? And then you can't stop seeing it. She looks like sound waves. You know what I mean? Half the Has she time. ever addressed it? Uh, no. And, 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 but it's not overt. It, it's just, I, like I said, I think she's nervous Some underscoring. In her tremble of some sort yes maybe that's what it maybe like. maybe she's experiencing something fun and yeah that's okay someone's, someone's got the controller on the other side of the old room there and that's <laughs> perhaps that's one of her columns she's going to write who knows how to, how to display promotional videos for your new book uh when someone is controlling the, the, the device that's inside you i'm gonna throw you in a tailspin if you were to write her about something that you would like to experience what would it be oh my goodness i can't even imagine <laughs> Uh, how about a meaningful conversation with someone? I could do that. It's been so long since that's happened for me. Uh, and I, I uh, oh no, I'd stop. I didn't that's say that sweet. to be sad. Well, no, there, it's sure. sweet. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, I don't have, I can't, uh, boy, what would I, what would it be? I guess <laughs> no. it would have to be, it would have to be like multiple, you know, like, like, like three, like three three women maybe or something like that or like two of them i mean because threesome seems like almost boring you'd have to have just a pile of women to dive into like a fucking swimming pool right doesn't that make sense i want the column to be good you know what i mean I'm, I'm sitting around like facials or vanilla i'm just like all just right doing it me for up. the story yeah right put a sign on me where are we going what the fuck's gonna happen i don't know 
Hey, what's that thing that you put in my mouth where you crank it open and it stays open? What's that thing? Can we get one of those? I'll do. I'll wear that for whatever we got to wear it for. What's in your closet that I can put on? <laughs> what's out of your closet that I can put on? <laughs> yeah, boy, that's an interesting. It's fun. That's a fun question. I don't know what it would be. I, I'd have to. I'd have to. You know, I'm going to do some serious research and work on it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. And I'm old too now. Cause I'm, I had, cause I, let's put it this way. Let's uh, here's what my thing would be. Find a woman that I probably wouldn't disappoint. Let's go ahead and find that. <laughs> let's, let's go ahead and check that out these days. <laughs> uh, or if there's some sort of pussy eating record I can set, there you go. We can pivot to that clearly. Uh, I would be happy to do that. Like you just line up, line up fucking, you know, a fucking a whole marching band and let me just go to fucking work. Can I, can, how long can I do this until my jaw becomes unhinged like a python and I can swallow a full egg? Let's fucking go. I want to cramp the shit out of my face. How much pussy can I eat until I'm disfigured? Can we do that? Is that a possible thing? I think you should write in. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> fucking set it up. Uh, <laughs> all right. You can simulcast it on the four-year-old boy as well. Oh, sure. That's, well, I can, I can make it. This is what it would sound like. Uh, that's terrible. No, don't do that. Run away instantly. <laughs> <laughs> awful you would simultaneously turn on and turn off so many listeners oh my god some people are like yay and some people are like oh my christ what's happening over there good lord boil that microphone instantly please uh, <laughs> um so i followed this witch <laughs> and uh and she fought but she followed me first and then I, I saw her and i was like and i she has to think i'm somebody else They're, like there's no way she's She's ever heard this show or anything like that. <laughs> Clearly, she thought I was a different because there's uh, there's a very famous Mike Schmidt right now because I have a uh, brace yourselves. I have a Google alert set for my name. And the only reason I do that, I took a, uh, a media class. This is, what, you know, in one of my many attempts to jumpstart me in my career. I took a media class from a, a very talented comedian named Melanie Vesey. Uh, VC Vesey. I don't know how you pronounce it. She's lovely. And she was great. It was, you know, it was a full Saturday. And then she was like, if you wanted to take individual stuff. And at the time I kind of did because I, and what the thing I need to separate is like, yes, I want to take individual classes. because I want to learn a bunch of stuff, but also I'm looking for somebody to do everything. I mean, I, you know, that's the whole deal is it's like, you can take all the fucking classes you want in the world and have all the knowledge you, you could possibly want to have loaded into your brain. But until you do the stuff, then it doesn't fucking yeah. matter. Right. So that's, I, I, come to that realization when I'm going to commit financially to some class of a woman who's going to tell me how to do things to be, you know, to be better. And I'm like, well, yeah, but what if I just gave you this money and you did it? Wouldn't that be great? And she's like, I have a career. What are you talking about? I'm a, I'm a media expert. I, I tricked you into getting me a hundred bucks. This afternoon. <laughs> um, so she's, uh, how do we, even, oh, so, there, so anyway, she's had me set up a Google alert for my name. Yeah. And, uh, and so every day I get two Google alerts for my name and, I, I usually there's a there's a offensive lineman at the University of Syracuse with my name. There will be assorted people dying with my name all over the world at all times, and their obituary will pop up. But mainly, the public defender in Portland or is the the is that the the no not the public defender the the fucking prosecutor. Yeah the the attorney not the attorney what's the attorney the who, general. No, no, no. The guy who fucking prosecutes everybody. District attorney? Yes, there he is, the DA. The guy is the DA <laughs> in fucking in Portland. And he is progressive. Cool. And he believes that like drug users shouldn't go to jail a lot of the time. And he thinks that counseling helps a lot more than cops sometimes. He's he has a lot of he has both feet firmly based in a progressive viewpoint. 
So you can imagine the Google alerts I get for him <laughs> from BuzzFeed or, not, you know, like Babylon B is making fun uh, of him and all these other fucking like everybody swoops in with their take. And it's always like, you know, Breitbart and it'll always be like, you know, Lib DA, let's free Japanese guy who stabs someone with chopsticks, you know, what I mean? some fucking weird story. And you and then you read it. and It's like this is it's, you know, the man was born here. You know what I mean? And and he was attacked by two people on the street, so he stabbed a guy in the shoulder to get away. You know, but they always spin it in some fucking weird way where the immigrant guy did something fucking wrong. Uh, So anyway, but this, they always, it it, it makes me laugh because like no matter what crime happens, they'll they'll find this murder was committed by a guy who once went to Thailand. You know what (laughs) I mean? And like, I don't know what that means. Well, it means that he was out of the country and then he came back into this country. He snuck into this country from Thailand. Didn't he live here before? I don't care. You know, the, the, <laughs> you can't ever dig two questions deep because the whole thing will fucking fall apart. But in a city the size of Portland, which is, you know, a decent sized city, they'll always find one crime to bitch about. And it's like, you can do that in any city in the fucking world. There's going to be some guy with, yep. you know, with a Z in his last name who took a poke at somebody and you're going to be like, oh, send them all back. And it's like, what are you doing? That's you guys are fucking idiots. <laughs> Insanity. The world is a great place, isn't it? I, I love it. I certainly do love the world. I mean, you know what? What? Where else am I going to do? Go to fucking Mars. It's fucking hot. <laughs> and I like heat, but not Mars heat. Mars heat is hot. <laughs> um, what if there was a pussy buffet? Uh, oh, forget it. Then, yeah, you know. Then I go to work. Forget it. That, oh, all right, let me ask you a question. That you're being a smartass. Of all the planets in the universe, which is most likely to have a pussy buffet? Well, not Mars, because there was a whole movie about how they needed women. So... <laughs> True. Well, but but in the interval, in the interval, have they obtained these women? Is that maybe the possibility? No, I I think it would have to be Earth. <laughs> all right. Damn it. And I'm here. Where the fuck is it? Where's the, the coordinates? I want the coordinates. <laughs> the coordinates. Someone show me. Um, that's a, I don't know. That just seems like such a fucking terrible thing. If you were to go on some, like, I would, I, I'm not even going to get explore that. I just, I think it would be really hilarious. They've opened all these like cat cafes where you can go and you can pet cats and drink coffee. Oh yeah. We should just open pussy cafes where you can go in and eat pussy and have coffee. I'm totally in. I would work that restaurant. So I got three words for you. Hold the coffee. <laughs> Hold the coffee. Not interested. Uh, the other, however, bring, bring me two. We'll start with two and we'll go from there. Uh, I just, how about the paperwork when you go to the bank? I'd, I'd like to open a pussy cafe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we love the, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, it, but you'd have to be completely vague. Like you would never. You're, you're saying they go completely forward. I would just be. I would just use the word "pussy" in place of everything, and they'd just be like, "Oh, we love cats. Oh, I love cats too." So you're never. You're never lying, really. Um, you're making. You're. But you're getting through. Just how far could you get through the interview? They could you bullshit your way through. I, I don't know, but I'm going to go write the business proposal right now and send it out. I like it. No, I'm in. I want. I almost went to a cat cafe in Japan. Uh, mm-hmm. I went to an owl cafe. Did you know that? No. Yeah, yeah. It was fucking awesome. I went to, uh, I'm sure I told people about it, but we went to, it was when I was with the mod and the crew and uh, we were looking for <laughs> places and we, I had, there was, cause they have dog, little, the dog yeah. cafes. They also have, you know, fetish made outfits, cafes and shit like that, which I was really interested in. Uh, here's the thing. When I went to Japan, I went with a bunch of chased guys. 
which is the way it should be. Clearly, you want to go ahead and just have a good time and, and hey, look what the Japanese McDonald's serves. And then part of me was kind of like, boy, what if we went to the maid costume cafe and saw what that was about? What about what about the girls who sit in your lap cafe? <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, it's a cat cafe, but it's women who act like cats. Should we do that? <laughs> and these guys are just like, I don't know what your problem is. I got one night to myself for Vice and I fucking, it just, it was, uh, you don't know the story, but I went to, uh, <laughs> I went to a, um, <clears throat> for lack of a better term, uh, a blowjob house. I went in Japan where they, you know, they're, 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 that's the deal. Like you get, you get blowjobs. Like, I mean, it's just, that's, that's what it's for. And it's literally, there's, there's a few of them cause I looked them up. And there's some where you're literally like a restaurant. You're just sitting in a booth and you're, you know, you're above the booth and the other guys are, and you're like looking around like, Hey, what's going on? How you doing? You know, what's happening over here. It's oh, happening over here too, buddy. Guess what? Um, I went to a more clandestine one than that, where it was going to be in rooms. You know what I mean? And, and it was one of those deals where like you would, you went in the room and then you watched uh, the girls dance and writhe. And then you'd be like, that's the one, you know what I mean? Like you were able to order up kind of who you wanted, that sort of deal. And uh, I, I got there and I was told the, the instructions were, you know, you can't, you can't show weakness. You can't be scared in this place. You know, you got to just walk in and know what, you know what I mean? You walk up to the counter yes. and uh, the language barrier is a rough one too, also, because you have to be kind of whatever. And, and uh, because again, Japanese people, they didn't suffer English fools. Well, is what I'm saying. You go to a restaurant and they would speak Japanese. So it was a lot of yeah. pointing if you didn't have somebody who knew Japanese. And I felt that that was fucking amazing. I was like, you know what? This is exactly the way it should be. Uh, why should everybody in the fucking world speak English? I've never understood. I never understood that. I get it because it's useful. But at the same time, if a restaurant was just like, fuck you, you're in Japan. It's like when everybody talks about how the French are so rude, I'm like, why? Because they don't speak your fucking language. You're in yeah. fucking France. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, you, you're going to their places and you're in their, you're, you're in their fucking house for lack of a better term that maybe yep. Americans would understand. Hey, this is my house, motherfucker. And we speak French. Uh, <laughs> and these people, you know, people get all mad. Oh, the French are so rude. And, and look, they probably are. And even if you have some half-assed <laughs> French, they probably are, but it's there. That's where they live in rude town there. That's where they should be. We've chosen to be rude here. You came here. We got the Eiffel tower and we got, fuck you. That's what we got. We got a whole bunch of it right there for you. You want, you want to do that? We got the Champs-Élysées and we got the get fucked. What are you looking for? Cause we got all of it. We got both kinds. We got fuck you and get fucked. What are you looking for? <laughs> Because it's France. They can make their own fucking rules. They get their own president. It's like, like Steve Martin said, it's like those French have a different word for everything. I mean, it's like amazing. <laughs> so that's the deal, man. They can do what the fuck they want. So in Japan, that's how I felt about it. Like, I was very lucky because the first first place we went in Japan, the first place, because we got to town, we got to the airport, we finally got to our Airbnb late. And then the next day we got up and we, we were just like, let's fucking just go. Let's just explore and see what the fuck is out there. So we walked. We walked all over. I made the mistake of only bringing shorts. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It was a combination of, uh, hey, man, uh, I'm going to bring some shorts. And, hey, man, I don't own any pants. Like, it was one of those <laughs> deals. This is 2018 when things had really hit the skids. Um, so I just, I didn't didn't think to bring, I should have brought pants. Because, again, you might go to nice places. But I had asked, are we going anywhere, like, fancy? They're like, not really. We're just going to do a lot of touristy stuff. And I'm like, all right, I'll wear shorts. Not realizing and and look, if I would have looked it up, I would have realized it. Okay. But I chose not to. So I just decided I'm going to bring what I bring because I'm going to wear what I wear, not realizing, <laughs> or not understanding or not comprehending or actually not doing the work to find out that 
they have a winter too in Japan. <laughs> so, so I show up in shorts and a hoodie, and it's it's we get off the fucking you get the airport, we get up the bullet tra- the, not the bullet train, but the train, the subway to the Airbnb, and we got to walk. You know, we had to walk about a mile to the Airbnb, and it's it's fucking forty degrees outside. You know what I mean? And I'm like, ah, this is grand, and, and it's pissing rain. It's just like so fucking. You know, it's just shitty weather is what it was. And it was like that the whole two weeks. And in fact, we got us, we had a fucking snowstorm at one point. Uh, like it literally, I, I, but, but it gave me, I'll send them to you. You haven't seen them. I, I got amazing photos in the snowstorm. There's awesome. one where I just, it's fucking snow is all over my head and my hoodie and it's black. And I'm under a fucking like a Japanese arch. And behind me, you see all the architecture and stuff. It looks like I'm in a movie waiting for somebody to kill. It's fucking amazing, man. <laughs> it's so, so beautiful. Um, that was the night we went to Seven Eleven for dinner. Um, <laughs> because you can, you totally can. They sell yeah. crazy hot food and all this stuff, and we just kept buying. Shit. That was an amazing night. We just bought a ton of food and we just went back to the fucking hotel, uh, the Airbnb. Uh, I think I reviewed snacks that night on YouTube. I don't even know if that video still exists. Um, <laughs> But what? It, but it was so. Anyway, I wore shorts everywhere, like shorts and a hoodie everywhere we went. It's, and during the day, it was forty-five degrees. And then even when the snowstorm hit, thankfully the next day it was warm. And like all the snow kind of melted. Um, the snow, but it stuck for a night. It was, and I we're out walking in shorts like a fucking goof. <laughs> but goddamn, that trip was amazing. So I, so the one night I did, I went by myself, and uh, you know, I was. When you go to blowjob house, you have to just kind of be ready and you got to go, I need, you know, I, I just was willing to, willing to pay. And I, so I walked in and uh, I tried to pay the guy and he, he's, I, I had heard he was a gruff guy and he didn't want any fucking bullshit. And so I was just kind of, it was like, he's like, you know what he was? He was the blowjob Nazi. That's who he was. <laughs> he was just like, no head for you. Fucking that guy. So I walked up <laughs> and, uh, and I, I like held up my money and he's just like, oh. You get kind of grunted no or whatever. And, uh, 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 and I I couldn't get past it. And finally, <laughs> I had heard there might be an issue if you were white, uh, you know, because it's Japanese and, and, yeah. uh, and not only the English barrier, but also maybe they didn't want a fucking English white dude in there or whatever. Maybe the women's choice. I don't even know. So all I could muster because I didn't know what to say. But I also, I don't know any Japanese at all, certainly. And I certainly don't know what Japanese for blowjob is. So I just looked, and this is completely true. I looked at the guy and I went, because I'm trying to figure out why he won't take my money. And I'm trying to let him know that I'm a, a good guy somehow in some way. So I, I look at him and I go, no gaijin for mouth ladies? <laughs> Like just inquisitive. I want to know. I'm asking a question. I'm not, I'm not demanding anything clearly. No, no gaijin for mouth ladies. Uh, and then he points at the clock and I realized they were closed. It was past. They'd, they like had closed at 11 and it was like five after or like three minutes to 11. I can't remember. And he was just, he just pointed at it and I was like, and they're fucking closed. So now I'm like, and then I'm like, oh man, I, the one night I went for fucking vice in Japan and I, and there's a curfew for some fucking reason in America. I mean, even by my house, you can find fucking chicks on the street, which is crazy. In the Valley. Like I was shocked when I saw hookers in the Valley. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Just driving on Kester to go. I was going to a McDonald's late at night and I'm driving and there were women fucking, 
and it's usually first of the month because I saw I told you in Venice I used to get yeah. approached at my car when I was right when I was working <laughs> fucking barbecue. Like with the last, when it was ever the last end of the month, you'd see the girls in the skirts and they'd come walking up to you in the parking lot. Hi. They just say hi to you. You're like, oh, boy, Jesus Christ. I get the fuck out of here. Crazy. I'll Dude. never forget the one that jumped in your car. Dude, fuck that. That's the first one I ever saw in the valley. And she got in my fucking car. Yeah. And I, and I had a, it was funny. I had a hamburger and I'm just like, oh, I mean, I know I got to choose. What the fuck? <laughs> No, fuck that. I was married and fucking terrified. I was just like, what the fuck is she? Because you don't know. I don't, you know. Yeah. I don't know if she was nuts or she had a fucking uh, letter opener. What the fuck was going to happen? Why has she got a letter opener? I don't know what that. Look, during the day, secretary at night, you're out there fucking slinging it. Why not? You got a sling box. In the daytime, you're working, you're doing, you're in the steno pool. And at night, you're just slinging box all over the valley, man. With strangers, you climb into their burger scented car. God, slinging uh, box is the best thing I've ever heard. There you go, slinging box all over the valley, and then I had to drop her off in like six dudes, <laughs> eider like a fucking pack of lions oh, looking at an elk. Jesus fucking, awful. I don't. I felt so horrible for her. Happy Father's Day too. Out on the way out of the car. Yeah. Oh, good lord. Ugh, I I have goosebumps even thinking about it. What happened to her? Jesus. All right. She's a mogul now. She's so rich. She makes so much money. I'm a failure. All right. Uh, I'm trying. How did we get to Japan? Listen, I don't know. I don't know how anything happens on this goddamn show. We're talking about a witch. Uh, I know that. Um, we talked about. Uh, I don't even know. Who knows? Um, oh, we were talking oh. about the witch. We were talking about the podcast. We were talking about Vice. Okay. But oh, because you wanted me to, yeah, that her her deal, okay, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't even know how we got to the witch. Anyway, <laughs> your screensaver is uh, young Edward. Yes, it is. <laughs> and, it, and but it pops up, and it's he's in full. If you don't know anything about Eddie now, Eddie is in. He's a Santa during the Santa months. <laughs> and quite frankly, if you've got they, the money, they he'll call be a it Santa. the season. That's the season. what they call it, the season. I see. Tis uh, the season. <laughs> That's, that's that's Santa lingo. Wait a minute. Is are the Santa? Are you talking about the zombies or the Santas? Who are we talking the about? The Santas. Ding ding ding. Ah, ding ding ding. Ah, it's the time. Uh, well, good for him. Of the and, Santas. Oh, down down down. When you want some gifts. Um. So I love they, that song, by the way. How you know it's what? A great song. How amazing is that song? It's just a great song, right? It and it and it takes you right away. You're there. You're you're. It's it's 1967 yep. or whatever the fuck. I mean, it's just there's certain songs, and I you know what? I love that style of song. Uh, and I it's one of those things I forget about. I forget about, and then all of a sudden one day I'll be like, oh no, I, let's. I want to hear a bunch of that stuff. There's a movie called uh, fuck. I don't think it's called Freak Out. It might be called Freak Out, which alone, let alone that tells you what the fucking soundtrack is going to be. But <laughs> um, it's a movie Nicholson directed. I've talked about it on here before. It was, yeah. I watched it in the middle of the night one night, and Nicholson directed it. And it's about a a, a mute girl, deaf mute girl, who comes to to hate Ashbury in the middle of '67 in the summer of love because she's looking for her brother, and she falls in with Nicholson and two other guys, and they're just fucking smoking dope all day, and uh. It's I, I really enjoyed the movie and the soundtrack is the strawberry alarm clock. Like they do the yep. whole fucking soundtrack. So, you know, you all know incense and peppermints, blah, 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 blah. you know, everybody knows that song, which again is another one that immediately is like a spaceship yep. that takes you back to the fucking late sixties. Like there's no arguing it. There's cause there's stuff that comes out of the sixties. Like, like when you, 
Zeppelin first album is like, I think 69. And you're like, that seems fucking ridiculous. Cause when you think of the sixties, I immediately think of that. La la mm -hmm. la that chimey kind of fucking ethereal pop. And, uh, but they did the score for this movie too. And there's, there's a song called like, I think literally they have a song in their catalog called slow song from freak out. Like they didn't even, <laughs> um, but they did the whole, so anything that happens is a fight in a coffee house or people just out in the hate and, and it's, the, it's all their music and it just, you are, you're Cheech and or Chong at that moment. You got a contact <laughs> high just from watching the movie because hearing that fucking music takes you there, right? Crazy. Um, but yeah, that zombie song, man, the second you hear it, it's just, and because also, you know what? That song is fucking scary and ominous. Like I, when it came yeah. out, I can't imagine it, like people had to hear because it it's, you know, what's your name? Who's your daddy? Is he rich like me? It's just, it's just fucking creepy, yep. but awesome. Uh, I love that song. All right. So, um, Santa season, <laughs> different uh, season. It is Santa season. And, uh, Santa is all right. Her Eddie, he's a Santa during the, the fucking, during the winter months, the season, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But when I say he's a Santa, uh, he's not like a normal dude. All right. Who just has like a fucking Santa suit and a wig and he goes out and he kind of vaguely smells like price tags. You know what I mean? Those guys <laughs> who are just like. You're know, like, oh, these fucking idiot fake Santas, these fucking posers. You know what I mean? Like the real Santa has to just be like, fuck you. Like that, that would be, you know, they got this movie called Violent Night now where Santa is saving a girl from a kidnapping or whatever the fuck. Uh, there should I'm looking be movie, forward to watching it. Uh, I'm looking through you. Um, when you said that, it made me think of the Beatles. I'm looking <laughs> through you. I was over at my buddy Paul's house the other day and he's like, hey man, uh, you ever see these guys? And he pulls up. Like fucking four dudes in Nicaragua in a basement singing Beatles covers. <laughs> and and uh, let's talk, let's, you know, the overarching theme, of course, is they're amazing. They're, that's, <laughs> there's a reason they put up their stuff. But also the fact, the, the whole, you ever seen these guys? No, I, <laughs> I've never, I've never seen four guys named Salvador playing the Beatles in a basement. I just never have. I, I don't even know why <laughs> you would think that would be something I had on my list. Uh, but then when you see it, you're like, this should be on my fucking list. Because they're just, and it shows, it's like when you hear about these baseball players in the Dominican, these kids who grow up hitting bottle caps with pool cues. And you're like, these guys, no wonder they're fucking so good at baseball. You know what I mean? They're, they don't have all the equipment and shit. So they're like, ah, let's just, you know, run barefoot through a dirt field don't step on that human femur bone. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, they're, they're playing baseball in the killing fields. You know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck? These guys, well, there's not a lot of guys in Cambodia coming out to play in the majors. I apologize. I, <laughs> killing fields are there, but there, there's got to be some killing fields in the Dominican Republic too, I would imagine. Uh, and you know what those killing fields are waiting for? The Seattle Mariners to come in and turn it into a compound. That's it. But this place is littered with human skulls and bones. You know who we need to call? Jerry DePoto, general manager of the Mariners. He'll come in and fucking make this place over. Uh, <laughs> but you'll hear those stories about these kids. They'll, they, they, they don't have equipment. So not, it's a, not even a joke. They play barefoot and they hit yeah. bottle caps or sunflower seeds with, with fucking pool cues or, or fly swatters. You're like, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden they're in the major leagues and you're just like, what have I done with my life? You don't know. Yeah, these guys, they made the most, they crawled out of the primordial ooze to become shortstops. And I'm fucking here whining about doing a show every week. What the fuck is wrong with me? God damn it.
I'm followed by a witch. I'm somebody for fuck's sake. These fucking dudes were play. They're they're literally dodging fucking random gunfire to go ahead and beat out a fucking bunt. And I'm sitting here like, I don't know. Boo hoo. This is so sad. I might have fucking ADHD. I don't know what's going on. Bullets whizzing by their heads as they try to steal third. What the fuck, man? What is wrong with me? So many fucking built-in hardships, and they just fucking navigate through it with a game. It's not even like they're hunkered down in a hallway going, boo-hoo, this is sad. We need to get to America. No, no, man. They earned their way to America by learning the fucking infield fly rule. <laughs> These fucking guys are geniuses. God damn, four guys named Perez who are out there just fucking smoking it while somebody's being beheaded in the center field fucking bleachers, and they don't even care. They don't even have bleachers. Well, hold on, smash. Uh, bleachers, no bleachers there. <laughs> what is wrong you know what's funny like all that shit i just said makes me laugh and i think it's fucking hysterical and i'm like i bet that would be funny on stage it would not <laughs> it wouldn't it would not i found it out the hard way the other day and i'll tell you about it in a fucking minute oh no uh it's not it's, it's not it's not as grave as i'm making it sound but it was it was uh, you know you get wake-up calls periodically um all right so i don't even know we're we were talking about out. funny eddie Oh yeah, he wasn't one of these. He's not a fake. You know what I mean? He's not one of these phony dudes. He's he's fucking. That's what I'm saying. There's posers. There's guys. There's guys who play rec league basketball, and there are guys in the NBA. And fucking Eddie is in the NBA of Santa Clauses. He's he's not a dude who comes home and he's like, ah, whatever. I didn't enjoy that today, and I'll drink some tea and whatever. He's not a. He's a fucking Santa twenty four seven. That's the deal. It's fucking crazy because the 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 beard is his. Mm-hmm. the hair is his like he he legit and it's white like he doesn't color his it came in that way right he's just he's just got white he, he fills it in because he's still got some he's still got some dark hair in his beard but it's predominantly white now it is but but all right yeah. i just i'm and that's a choice i mean you know and, well, and i'm it, sure it's it is lucrative. a choice it, it's expected to be when you have there's rules when you have a natural beard and you're Santa, you're expected to be about 90% white. They really want that Coca-Cola classic kind of looking beard. Good. Um, a lot of people die theirs. He did do that one season and was like, yeah, this really isn't for me. So he's but good he, with color. Well, but, but what he does now, it looks completely natural and it's amazing. Absolutely it's gorgeous. The photos I, from Underwood, he was at Underwood Family Farms and they put some photos up of him with kids and it's just absolutely fantastic. His press photos and promo photos are gorgeous. Yeah. I just, he, there are people who can step into a character and make it come to life and he just does that with Santa. Plus he speaks Spanish. So it, it's it's amazing. He's learned how to say Merry Christmas in a bunch of different languages, sign language. He's really out there connecting with the children. And that's what, you know, it's it's not about what they want for Christmas. It's about the experience of they got to meet Santa. Yeah, It's amazing exactly. to watch. Yeah. I don't doubt it. So he speaks Spanish. So he's not only Santa Claus, he's uh, he's Santa Esmeralda. He's got that going too. So he can. Santa uh, Esmeralda. That's a band that sang a song. Uh, okay. You know, I'm just saying it just it struck me as yes. Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, but I, I can speak to this because, again, I was Santa once, um, and I've told this story where uh, I, a million billion, I was a kid. I was fucking, what was I, 18, maybe? Yeah. 17? And I was in the mall. I worked at the record stores when we were in the middle of bankrupting a record store when we were busting <laughs> that out the back door. 
I took some time out to entertain some children to save my soul. Um, and the, the mall, they, I don't even know who approached me, but they asked me to be the Santa. Like, and it, and it wasn't for any length of time. It was just one day. Like the dude was yeah. sick or he didn't show up or I don't know. He was fucking drunk. Um, but I, I donned the suit and the beard. And look, I looked atrocious. I, that's, I mean, when you look at Eddie, you're just like, Jesus Christ, this guy, he was, he was sent by God to be Santa. You know what I mean? It's, he just looks <laughs> like it. The only thing he doesn't have traditionally is he doesn't have like the Santa heft. He's a big guy, but he doesn't have what looks to be, you know, when you think of Santa, you think of, they always say the jolly old, you know, the big fat of, guy. Yeah. The bull and he's just, he's just a fucking, he's just a big <laughs> dude. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't matter with the with the suit and the beard and the hat. Nobody fucking cares. You know what I mean? And there's there's an easy worker hour where you just go, uh, oh, you know what? I have to slim down for all the cookies I eat on New Year's on Christmas That's Eve. That's right. Oh, all that, you know, there's a very you can absolutely get around it. Um, but I had a suit that was uh was a it was grim, you know what I mean? It just <laughs> the, the fucking the beard and mustache that I wore smelled like the, you know, the the previous owner's failures, you know what I mean? That kind of thing where I'm like, oh, these fucking guys. Um, but it does not, I mean, I, again, it looked terrible. It was a skew and the suit was kind of floppy on me. And I was, cause I was, again, I was a big dude. This is, I was 17, 18, but I was, you know, I was only probably like two thirty at the time. Um, but none of it matters. No, none of it matters to a child. Because what I had to do is I sat in the center of the mall and I, there was no big production. No, I walked in and waved at everybody and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But then I sat in the chair and I read stories. Yeah. I read, read stories to them and then they got to come up and do the lap thing and tell me what they wanted. And uh, they, not, not one of them, not one of them had any sort of doubt or any inkling that I might be anybody other than fucking Santa Claus. Yeah. And so they, when I, they listened to my story, like I want to cry now talking about it because of the, just the full innocence on display that you see when these children look at you with this, this reverence and you are everything to them in that moment. And you, you read to them and I'm, you know, I'm getting choked up reading to them for Christ's sake, because they're yeah. all just, they're, it's mad to them. You're magic. It's magic. You've literally Santa shown is up. magic. Yes. And, uh, and then when they all, they would come up and I, uh, they would, you know, some cried, some were sad. Most weren't, uh, some were super eager to talk to me and, and ask for stuff for me and for their neighbor or for their dad. You know, they all, some had a list, some just stared. It was crazy. Uh, and you are, you wear the suit and, and if you care, you're fucking Santa Claus to them. Yep. They don't, they're, you know, you, you can't betray any sort of, you know, cynicism or, oh, when is this over? You know what I mean? Like you, as long as you throw yourself into it, they're, they're going to be, they're going to, and look, yep. even if you didn't throw yourself into it, a kid's not going to sense cynicism, but it, it'll, you, you'll hate yourself if you're ever mean, you know what I mean? Like cynical yeah. with a child on your lap, you know what I mean? Uh, in a Santa suit. Let me get, let me clarify that. If you, if you, <laughs> Don't don't have a child on your lap for any other reason besides that, unless it's your child. Um, <laughs> wow! No, I just want because like, yeah, who no, knows now? True. Who knows it's now? True. I, it's there'll be true. one one person will write me a fucking note and just be like, you know, uh, when I saw Santa as a kid. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry that happened. To yeah, you. no, it's... that's not what I'm talking about in the abstract. Yeah. Um, yeah, or your uncle or whatever the fuck. I get it. I know, and I'm sorry. That's yeah. here's a here's a blanket. I'm sorry for anything I ever do going <laughs> forward. How about that?
It doesn't take work it. that way. No, take it. There's a market. <laughs> fucking put a pin in it. Today is the day I said I'm sorry for everything ever. And I never have to fucking say it again. I don't want to fucking hear it. Um, so, so when I was this fucking dilapidated, low-rent fucking skid row, <laughs> Cheech and Chong sketch 1970s Santa, I looked fucking ridiculous. You know what I mean? But it didn't matter to the kids. So I can't imagine what happens when Eddie, who no doubt taught himself to wiggle his nose somehow, magically appears and wiggles his nose <laughs> And then everybody just goes, what the hell? Even the adults have to be like, just blown the fuck away. Like, I I don't know who's paying for Santa's. I don't know if he's going to individual parties or if he's going to all over the place. A little bit of everything. Well, you, but you must, if you pay for him and he shows up, you, you have to just, because again, my buddy did, he's gone to birthday parties in a Barney suit and shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just go and you're like, ooh, whatever the fuck. But, but Eddie, he just looks remarkable. I mean, I can't even stress enough how crazy it is to see him and go oh my god that is it is santa claus it's crazy that it is santa claus and then on top of it here's the thing there's the fucking secret weapon of the whole deal um it's not a job freddy like he let's put it this way if he didn't have the beard and the hair and the suit he's still santa claus i i I don't know you know what i mean it's the weirdest thing like he just that's who he is at all times. And I've, you know, he's run afoul of his happiness in the past where I've made fun of it or I've been like, what is going on with this guy and this relentless fucking cheerfulness? I don't fucking understand this at all. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, and also when you take into effect, uh, take into effect that this dude, he was a Marine. Yep. And then a Ringling Brothers clown. And now he's fucking Santa Claus and, and he's, he's performed at the Magic Castle and shit like that. He's, 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 you know what he is? He's the human embodiment of what I want to be when I grow up as a kid. If you thought you'd never had to stop being a kid. Does that make sense? It's funny because he always told me that when he was a kid, there were three things he wanted to do. He wanted to be a cop. He wanted to be um, uh, a clown and he wanted to be a magician. And I said, what do all of those things have in common? And he goes, they help people. Yeah. That's who the fuck he is, man. Yeah, it's just, I, I, I teared up. That is who he is. There yeah. is not a moment where he will not take the opportunity to make somebody smile. And it's not because he has this empty void inside of him that he's trying to make himself smile too. It's because it's pure joy to see the world happy for him. Yeah. And, and it's the reason that he stays with me is because he brings that part out of me as well. Um, And I kind of bring him down to earth sometimes, I think. Yeah. So it well, he, works well with us, but but he is, he is genuinely, how can I be of service to mankind to make the world a better, happier place? And he adores children. He doesn't ever want any of his own, but he just wants to make kids' lives happier and smiley and, and fun. And, you know, from, from teaching magic at schools to the summer camp, to the Santa, to the, it just, it it's astonishing. And if you want to see a picture of him, he has a website called funnyclaws.com because he's funny, Eddie. So he's also funny claws and you can go see a picture there. It's not, there's, he's on Facebook too, but he just is the perfect Santa. If we had our own rig, I would make you come over and sit on his lap and get a Christmas picture taken, but we don't, we're not doing anything public right now. We've got some zoom stuff that he's still doing before the end of the year, but the season is kind of over, right. but next year we're doing a, we're doing a Mike Schmidt Christmas card with him. Cause it would be 
Oh, Fantastic. <laughs> well, I sat on Santa's lap in a, uh, a couple of years ago with David. Me and Max went, and we yeah. uh, and Santa was there, and that was when I looked uh, decent enough to be photographed. Um, you still look decent enough to be photographed. Oh my goodness! Well, don't kid yourself. I'm certainly an attractive gentleman, <laughs> even in shorts. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> even in Japan. Um, but thank yeah. you. I mean, he's awesome. What's well, he really the truth? I, I, you know, I see. Because look. You, there's a lot of stuff to not like or be cynical about or to be angry at or whatever the fuck I just, and, and again, I, I will look at Edward with a jaundiced eye sometimes. I'm just like, what the fuck dude with the fucking ear and the barking and the bullshit and whatever the fuck I I admit it. I, you know, but at the same time, that's, that's my own fucking bullshit yeah. coming out. You know what I mean? It's just me going, cause I'm cynical and I'm just like, what the fuck? And I'm back at the classroom. You know what I mean? Spit wads and all that kind of shit. And he's, he's just this, you know, fucking sunshine. What the fuck, man? Go ahead. Ev- everywhere we go is cheers. Uh, Does that oh, make sense to you? Because they know who he we'll, is. We'll go to the thrift store and we'll walk in the front door and we'll bark and you'll hear the girl behind the counter go, you need to leave your dog in the car. And then she just giggles and then everybody turns around and then we're walking in the back and he'll bark again. And people are like, is there a dog in here? Is there is there a puppy? And everybody giggles and finally they catch him and he barks and he looks at them and they smile and everybody just smiles a little. Yeah, that that you know you it, just said <laughs> just the very fact you're in a thrift store already I hate this story. But I <laughs> shut up, I'm broke. <laughs> I am totally broke. But also, but you know what? If you're gonna do that shit, do it in a thrift store. You know what I mean? Otherwise, you're just you know who you are. If if you do it with rich people, you're just the three stooges at a party. And all of a sudden, the pie fight breaks out, and somebody falls in the punch bowl, and then you someone with a violin accidentally pulls somebody to pay off. You know what I mean? Like do that shit to make people happy in a fucking yes. in because it's a ton of grim people who are just like yes. uh we're eating fresh tamarind and and making a sour face. You know what I mean? It's it's even help the, those people. The restaurants that we go to on a regular basis, they all know us, and and they they smile and they're happy when we walk through the door and i'm just like it's it's shit to work in fucking a restaurant right now and the fact that people are happy to see people come in is wonderful and it's not just because we tip nice it's not they're happy and they smile when eddie walks in the door no well oh no is that the sour puss who needs a special chair and can't drink cream oh no Is that the person who's, we have to make sure we have an elbow pillow for her or else she'll fucking talk about it for months? Uh, is it, is she, I wish I wasn't broken. <laughs> is she the one who's going to say, oh, I only have 14 cents. What can I get for 14 cents? Uh, you know what? Please, what can I get for 10 cents? Because four of those pennies are yours. <laughs> Got a tip on everything, folks. Don't think you can get out of it. Oh, you got 14 God. cents, four of it's a tip. Uh, what did I just tipped? Who did I give money to the other day? And I got no money. I got fucking nothing. Yeah, but there was a kid it. and he was fucking, it was rain. It was fucking pouring rain. He's outside of Ralph's selling fucking candy bars and shit or whatever the fuck he's doing. And, and for his wrestling team or I, and look, nobody knows if any of that's true i sat out front of a grocery store and pretended to be for unicef and collected a ton of fucking money once you know what i mean and so i'm i don't know who does shit and who doesn't. i love your holiday stories oh boy uh, that, that was more of a hey mom's coming home a lot earlier than we fucking thought story so me and mark fucking and kenny would went out there all right so um yeah so so i i don't uh i i i walked up and i I never have cash. I never have cash. 
And I went and bought groceries with the, and it said, you want cash back? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I do. You know what I mean? And I I got a 20 and then I got change for it so I could have two tens. And then I walked outside and, um, and I'll, he just went, Hey sir, you know, he, cause, cause I said, I can't help you, man. I, I don't buy candy bars. And then I went to my car, but I did it on purpose. Cause then I grabbed water. I, yep. I always have bottles of water in my car and I walked over and I handed him 10 bucks and a bottle of water. And I said, you should not be out here. And he, and his face, just that, that thing, like, you know, and he's, and he tries to give me a candy bar. I go, I go, I don't want your candy bars. I go, I, you shouldn't even, I go, I'm sorry that you're here. And I, I hope it goes well. And you know, whatever. Cause we had rain here. This is a couple of weeks ago. It was brutal. Um, oh yeah. And, and, and look, I'm no fucking, you know, I've talked about it before about like bring a homeless guy in to buy a sandwich or whatever the fuck. I'm not a fucking hero, but you do what you can to fucking help people. You know what I mean? And, and in the moment, and it's not like I can help everybody. I, you know, cause this happened the other day. I ate, I, there was a place I, uh, and again, I have no money. Don't fucking yell at me. But I, I want, there was a place I was happened to be down in Hollywood and I was by a place that I've never eaten at. And I was like, all right, well, you know what? I'll go there for lunch. And it's this, it's a place called Ronnie's, Ronnie's kicking chicken or Ronnie's whatever the fuck. And he used to have a truck and I never got to the truck. And then he opened a brick and mortar on right on like Sunset Boulevard. So he makes like his version of the blooming onion that you get at the Outback. Uh, he makes like fried, big fried chicken sandwiches and just all, you know, all that kind of food. So I was like, all right, I'll check it out. So I went in uh, and I got, I got the blooming onion thing and then foolishly ordered a chicken sandwich, which I didn't need because the blooming onion was as big as a fucking catcher's mitt and I didn't fucking need it. So I, I ate literally like a, maybe a third of the blooming onion. Cause I can't, you know, I can't put it away like I used to. And then I had maybe two bites of the chicken sandwich. It was just, you know, uh, and also I'll be honest with you, Ronnie's kicking chicken and the big made their name. Uh, the chicken left me a little cold. The, the blooming onion was fantastic, but then chicken was fine. And I had tater tots with it, whatever the fuck. And then I'm going home and I go to get on the freeway overpass and there's a dude at the freeway overpass, just fucking dirty with his dog and a bedroll and shit. Yep. And, I mean, and he's sitting on the freeway over uh, the, the egg entrance. Not the overpass, the entrance the, to get yeah. into the freeway with the lights where they stop you, two cars per green. And I like pulled up and normally I'll give guys water if I got water and stuff. And I and and my brain, I just went, just give this guy your food, dude. And I and because I took it all and I just rolled the window and I, I said, I got food. You want it? And he's like, yep. I handed it to him and I hope, you know, I hope his dog likes tater tots. That's all I can say. Hey, can we hear my neighbor? That was nice. Yeah, but that was nice of you. Again, it was you got what you needed and you helped someone else too. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think I, that's what, yeah. you know. Well, I'm not trying to portray right. it as, as wrong. If I did, I don't mean to do that. Well, well, you're, well, well, well where you're like, I don't really have any money to buy food. Well, because no, I don't want <laughs> Cause I, cause I come on here and talk about gigs or getting a job or, you know, again, we're scrambling and stuff financially. And I don't, I don't want to hear someone write me a note and just go, dude, what the fuck are you doing eating at a restaurant? And you know, cause you know, people, I have, I've had it happen many times in the past. And my response to anyone who does that is what's wrong in your life and who hurt you? Because if people who are broke are supposed to also be punished and unhappy, you're just a mean person. Wait, you respond to those people? I do. I do. I do. I don't, I don't respond to my friends. <laughs> well. I'm not going to write some guy who thinks I'm a fuckhead because I won't even write the people who love me. I mean, like, I can't even answer their fucking texts. I, I wish you'd answer them now because there are people like, you know, I know who listen to the show. Be like, hey, should we, have account- should we have accountability minutes where we just answer texts right now? Now Anna, for five your, minutes. your Christmas gift arrived. Thank you. And you're very nice to text me and see if it did. I should have just typed yes. But instead, <laughs> I'll tell you here that it arrived. 
Uh, I'll be opening it on the Christmas stream tomorrow or today, which is because this will be released on Friday, probably. Um, <laughs> oh, so, yeah, I, it, it's it's I don't you know, I don't fight with ghosts. And usually if people give me a hard time and also I by the way, I don't want to make it sound like I'm besieged by criticism. That's not it's not a thing at all. As I no, mentioned, but they're the times, only thing that eat into your head. Well, in the in the first season of this show, I even told the story that, you know, you could have a million people. You could have a parade. If you're a king, you're on, out there on a parade and everybody's throwing flowers at you. And that's fantastic. And then one person throws a brick and it hits you in the fucking head. What story are you going to tell later? You know what I mean? Are you What story are you going to tell for years? Are you going to tell the time, hey, I had a parade. It was awesome. Everybody threw flowers at me. Or are you going to go, yeah, I was at a parade one time and a fucking brick hit me right in the skull. Couldn't fucking believe it. Still haven't found that guy. Can't stop thinking about him. You know what I mean? It's just nonsense. Uh, and that could be me. Maybe all of you are out there and you're all Rebecca of Sunnybrook fucking farm and Santa Claus costumes and whatever Nobody the fuck. Is. Maybe. Yeah, Nobody is Rebecca of Funnybrook farm. Funnybrook? Uh, Funnybrook? I'll go to Funnybrook farm. Sure. My mouth uh, has not met. You oh, see that? Look, yeah, that's weird. What are yeah, you doing? Yeah, my, my jaw is out and it has not met. And so it's hard for me to talk because I can't get my mouth to close. Well, then you're even nicer for doing this. You didn't have to do this this week. You could have just said no. I mean, I, I feel bad now because you because if, if that's real, what you're just showing me, that's fucking atrocious. I can't believe that's happening. I could get uh, it in right now, but it would freak you the fuck out and it won't stay. Do you know how many times I've said that? I could get it in right now, but it would freak you the fuck out and it won't stay. Uh, can't tell you the women I've scared with that phrase. Uh, are you what do you do? What do you? <laughs> Okay, and she's right now. She's leaning into the camera and trying to adjust. I, I'm her trying jaw. to get my jaw to pop. Yeah, but what you you look like a goldfish who comes up to the bowl and looks at you, and you're looking at it, and in your brain you're like, ah, he knows me, and you're, you're like, no, he doesn't. His fucking his brain is the size of a flake of his food, if that. He has no fucking clue what he's looking at. He just knows he's trapped in a bowl. Whenever I feel bad for goldfish and shit like that, I'm like, oh, man, they're trapped in that bowl. They need scenery. It's like, they don't know where the fuck they are. They might as well be in the ocean. Fucking goldfish have no idea. You <laughs> know, if, like, now, if you got a shark in a fish bowl, it's a different story. Then he says he's fucking pissed. Uh, you are fucking with you. won't stop messing with your jaw. It's freaking me out. Hear it. Can you hear that? No, we cannot. Hold on. Hold on. What are you doing? Did you hear that? We can't, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. She, I wish you guys could see what she's doing. It's I'm fun. putting my jaw against the microphone and popping it in and out. And it sounds like when you crack your knuckles, yeah. the problem is it doesn't pop back into place. Okay. It's like. Oh, geez, don't do that. <laughs> Good Lord. What are you doing? Trying to survive it in, well, in the American medical system. Oh, darn. No, <laughs> fucking back up. Grab the gear shift and hit R. We're reversing right out. I'm not going down that spiral now. But well, you know what? Here's the thing. I will say this. Uh, lucky you, though, with this uh, jaw nonsense, uh, you live with Santa Claus. So you've got a built-in request. You could be like, hey, buddy, uh, can you bring me a new jaw? So you got that coming in like three days. He's going to fucking oh, make it happen. Be so awesome. He's going to uh, wiggle his nose and eat your cookies and then fucking jump back Ooh. into the goddamn Santa. Oh, there you go. Brace yourself. Ah, uh, uh, you want a cookie bar. Yeah. That's on Mars. See that you can handle on Mars. Um, so I, yeah. So, all right. Well, Merry Christmas. Are we, uh, I don't Merry even know. Um, I got wrecked by a TV show last night. I'll tell you that. I just, what show? I think I've talked about it on here before. It's a show called Fleischman is in trouble mm -hmm. and it's on Hulu 
and it stars Jesse Eisenberg and he's uh, Jesse Eisenberg. I'm sorry. It stars Jesse Eisenberg and Claire Danes. I need to, I need to be clear about that. And Lizzie Kaplan, they're the three stars. Um, and it's about a couple that gets divorced and, uh, look, if you, if you haven't seen it yet, I would recommend highly that you watch it. Uh, but I will tell you that episode seven of, of what is, I think an eight episode run aired last night and episode seven. Um, if you watch it as a standalone episode, it's worth it. If you watch nothing else, uh, it is still worth it to see the performance and, uh, and to be moved by what happens in this episode. But if you've watched the entire series, uh, episode seven will fucking devastate you. It is, it is, it took me out. Like I was fucking, and again, look, uh, I am who I am these days. I mean, I've been me for a long time, um, but I was destroyed. Like I was sobbing watching this fucking show. Like I, I had to stop it <laughs> a couple times because of things that happened. And it was, it was Jesus. There's a scene dude that is so fucking, there's a few scenes that I think are extremely powerful. And what was funny is after the show, I went and read a bunch of people recapping the episode or talking about it. And they all picked this one particular scene as being extremely powerful. And, and, and it is, but it's not even close to the other one that happens. There's this other scene where you're just like, what you, I, and again, I don't want to give anything away, but it is, it is fucking crushing. It is crushing. And I could not, I mean, it was, I was like sobbing, like making noises, sobbing, and I had to fucking stop it. I didn't realize I was doing that until I stopped to f- press the remote. You know what I mean? And then I'm just like, you're doing that thing where you're breathing in heavy and stuff. Oh my yeah. God, dude. I mean, and then I, you know, it was one of those deals where like, I was going to watch that and then maybe watch a movie or something. And I just, and that ended and I'm like, I don't want to do anything. Like I, what I want to do, I either a want to watch this again and feel horrible and also fucking energized and alive over again, or yeah. I want to find this person and hug them forever. And even though they're a fictional character, you want to find them and just go, oh, no. And it's also because it's episode seven. So the first like four episodes lead you down one way and they tell one story and then it starts to pivot in five. It really starts to pivot in six where you're like, oh, it's going to be this person's story. But then in seven, they tell another person's story that you'd been you'd you'd seen. You know, it's essentially you're seeing it, it's a divorce. Yeah. So the first four episodes are giving you one, the one side of the story. And so you totally empathize with one character and you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe they would do that to them. I can't believe this would go on. I can't believe they would do that to their kids. And you, you form this bias, you know, you wind up being angry for those people and you, you're like, well, don't worry, you guys will get through it. And you, you know, you'll be a family without that person and everything will be fine. And then Episode five and six start to turn in another character's direction. And you're like, oh, no, this is happening to them now, too. But then you get to seven and you realize that the first four episodes were told through the prism of what it's, you know, is, is in any yeah. relationship or divorce. There's two sides. And you get to episode seven and you see the other person's side. And it, it my God, I, I can't even explain. It's so... It's been on my list, so I'm gonna go watch it. Well, I'll tell you, it, it's, and also it had uh, a, a lot of stuff that I relate to in episode seven. You know what I mean? It's, it's uh, that, so that's what I mean. Is it hit me in a place where I live sometimes, and I was just like, oh my goodness, I can't even. And 
Um, I love Jesse Eisenberg. I think he's yeah. fucking phenomenal. He's so good. Um, but I didn't, I had no idea the quality and unbelievable performer that Claire Danes was until I watched the show last night. I don't, I never watched Homeland. Um, she's amazing in Homeland. Well, that's the thing. That's what I heard. And I've, I've seen shop girl, you know what I mean? I know her from that yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? Um, but I never saw Homeland. I never seen, I've never just, it's just, she hasn't turned up on my radar, you know? And it's not like a actively decided not to watch this person. She just wasn't in product projects that I saw. Yeah. And then watching her in this, you you're you're destroyed because you're like because because she's remarkably beautiful she's she's just so stunningly attractive but also looks like a any woman you would meet anywhere i I don't know how to explain it like she's not she doesn't look because some women can you know they they'll have outsized lips or they you know there's something about them where you're just like wow that chick is fucking crazy beautiful um, and if you're a star or whatever, that's just the way it can be. And, but Claire Danes just, she looks and in the, just like the character she plays in the show, she looks accomplished. She looks fierce. She's just beautiful. And, and, it, but then in this episode too, you see other things that I, I'm again, I'm not going to go into it, but Jesus Christ, I, I, I was floored. Like, I mean, like my eyes that's hurt. Awesome. It was that kind of thing. Um, yeah. It so was, it's a good it it's a good thing to binge watch on Christmas Eve, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I it's you know, it's funny. It also, has a, there's a lot of longing in this show, too, because it's about 40 uh, somethings, you know, early 40s, 41 or whatever. And they they live in the city and they're rich, they're accomplished. They And they had a marriage. And, and I fucked them. Work. <laughs> well, no, it's it's the life you I'm look teasing. at. And you just go, oh, that would have been cool. You know what I mean? And, and also they have the life where. Well, and I'm not, what I mean is living in a city, like I, things that I missed, you know, like they went to college, they went abroad, uh, they met in college and they had a relationship and, um, and there's an episode, I believe it's episode two that shows you them, them be getting together. What are you laughing at? (laughs) I'm thinking you, you, you dropped people off at a college once and you dated abroad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all of those That's things so are true. Dumb. <laughs> no, it's funny. Um, I'm I'm trying to scrounge up blowjobs in Japan. These people are fucking doctors and and agents. Trust me, they were trying to find them too. Oh, they, well, it, they're just they're just in a higher class venue. It's not scene. called it's called mouth ladies. <laughs> <laughs> there's a scene in this show where where someone is basically telling their family history. They're saying that they, well, it's, I'll just fucking say it. Claire Danes, her mother died at an extremely young age and then she was kind of rejected. So she didn't have much of a family upbringing. And, and it's, it's an episode where uh, their relationship is, we're getting from the time they met and then the time they dated. And then, you know, she taught him to ice skate and then, you know, all the ideal couples land uh, you know landmarks sign, yes. signposts signposts yeah. yeah um they move in together you know they find a coffee table on the street and they bring it upstairs it works perfect in their apartment like all that what? kind of stuff but then yes. they're they're under they're under the covers and they're under like literally under the covers in their bed and they're looking at one another and she's telling them this, this stuff and and he looks at her and he goes how could there be anybody who doesn't love you and it's just, it is, oh my God. And you're, you're making your face, you can go blah, 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 whatever the fuck. I'm making matter. my face because six months later, he's having an affair. <laughs> that's 
how it always ends. No, it's it's not what happened at all. <laughs> okay. and, and quite frankly, I well, whatever. I don't want to get don't, into it. Don't spoil it. But it, but it no. is one of those where where every time I've had one of those moments where people are like, "Oh, that's the romantic story ever." I'm like, "Yeah, but they'll probably leave." <laughs> yeah, but don't. All I'm right, a well, cynical but, person at this point. And I, I understand, and as am I. And I but, live with Santa. <laughs> but uh, not for long with that kind of attitude, Missy. <laughs> But but you can but you can look upon it and yes. and and understand that for some people that holds it does and for does. some people and also when you say those things in those moments you mean them I agree and you again, can't you can't not say them for the fear of in eleven years something might be different yes and so when you see it happen uh, having well you've been in those situations and you've said yeah. those things and you've done those things. And then to see them replayed in that in such a way. And also we're privy to the fact that, you know, this is the, the telling of their past. Yes. We already know they're divorced. So you, you, I mean, you can choose to put walls up and be like, oh, this is, yeah, well, it's going to be all changing soon. Or you can look at it and just go, what a tragedy that that didn't hold. That's how you break your own heart. <laughs> I Put it back together first. Okay. That's cool. Uh, so when I get you, when that you see it, you just you like I said, you're you're even even in the face of the fact that knowing they're divorced, when he says that to her in that moment, you go, maybe this can work. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what's happened and where it's gone. You're thinking, you know, maybe this flashback holds this time. And this is. And look, there are manipulative people who say those things in the moment. And there are people who say those things to get things that they think they want or need. But there are people who say those in those bare and naked and raw moments, and they absolutely mean it when they have nothing else to hide behind. And it's astonishing when it holds. No, I again, I agree. I have been with Eddie for, gosh, forever. I, I yeah. you know, I can't remember being married before. I can't since remember. He, since he was an elf in the in the in the mailroom. It's a baby elf in the mailroom. Yes. But, but again, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but I also recognize that the the importance that a TV show puts on those things gives us a false expectation of how they relate to our actual lives. Yeah. And so it, it's not so much cynical as it is. It's a movie. It's written that way. But you it's know? not. I don't think it's a false expectation. You can be happy. You can find happiness and oh, I, you can find the right person. And, and I understand. But but in a movie, you know, they wrote that after they decided they were breaking up to give you a point of reference. So it's like when I watch it in a movie, I'm like, yeah, I, I just don't pull that anymore. Well, it's based on a novel that I can't wait to read now, um, especially after watching the episode last night. And 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 I will say. I, I've, I learned, this will sound ridiculous. I learned about myself in watching this. Good. Um, I find myself, I have, I have a lot of toxic male stuff inside me. I, I, there's anger and rage certainly, but also there's just, I see things a certain way and I, I, I'll question it even in the moment that I'm like, is this wrong? Is what are you doing here? Why do you feel this way? What, what brought you to this particular place? And in watching the show in the first four or, or five episodes, he's, you know, you're getting his viewpoint. And so he's, and I like Jesse, I'm predisposed to like Jesse Eisenberg yeah. anyway. <clears throat> so he's the hero and I, she's the villain. And, and you, you're like, I can't fucking believe she would do that. What the fuck? I can't, oh my God, she's fucking doing that. Like all these things. 
And the magic of this show is when it gets to a certain point and it starts to pivot and you real you have to you have to check out of your own mind and view your own biases and realize, yeah. oh my God, why did I feel that way when clearly this was also happening or this, you know, you, and there's a line um, in the show last night where Lizzie Kaplan, cause there's a lot of voiceover. If you don't like voiceover, I understand there's people who say to me, it's a lot of voiceover in that show. And I'm like, yes, but it's, it's for a reason. It's, it's, it makes complete sense in the context of the show. And, um, you know, she, she, it, she says people are terrible and people are fantastic. You, you yeah. know what I mean? And people are messy and people are everything. And, and it's just, it's true. You know what I mean? There are no villains. And then she even says that there are no villains. There are no heroes. There's, there's people and people are all things and it's, it's true. And so, you know, watching it over the past, like I said, the last two episodes to see the person that I was championing and because again movies take you where they want to take you and, yeah. and shows they you they're like this is the hero here you go this guy's the hero for two, the next two hours he's going to ride a motorcycle and be cool and he's going to you know fight in gunfights he's going to be great he's going to get the girl and all the other girls want him and it's fucking awesome um and then you look and you you know this one you know this is the guy he's been wronged and he's wronged here and he's wronged there and he's, you know, but he's struggling against it and he's doing the right thing for his kids and he's doing these things. And then you realize, well, you know, well, maybe there's a reason those things are happening to him and maybe they're happening to him. He's caused some of those things. And yep. also the other person, oh, she's a heartless. She's this, she's that. Well, there's a reason that this has happened. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it really grabs you and forces you to take a look and how you were examining certain situations and your viewpoint. At least that's how I felt about it. I thought it was magical. Like I, and again, it destroyed me, you know, but, but I, like I said, I learned where I started to learn last week going, wait a minute. Why did I, why was I so quick to, to side with him and, and think that everything he was doing was right. And obviously she was this heartless shrew and, you know, they manipulate you by showing you scenes yes. because again, the first four episodes are told from his viewpoint. So you're getting his story the way he's telling it. And then last night you're seeing her side of literally the same situations and the interactions and he's colder. He's more biting and angry. You know what I mean? And you realize that the truth is somewhere in the netherworld between the two, obviously. Um, but I was so quick to side with him. I was so quick to be like, oh yeah, this is terrible. And oh my gosh, I hope she gets hers. I, you know, this is, I can't believe she would do that or do this or do that. And then it comes around where last night, all I wanted to do was, was yell at him <laughs> and fucking hold her and tell her it was going to be okay. I, it just sounds ridiculous. It doesn't though. It doesn't at all. And it's, it's a credit to the performers. Yep. And it's a credit to the material. Yep. That it would take me to those places, you know, and, and the very, you know, the, I, again, Claire Danes is a revelation. I don't, it's like when I saw Mia Goth and Pearl, I've talked about that on here with you. I think yep. when I saw trip, when I saw triple X or X, I should say, and Pearl, I was, cause triple X is the next one. Um, I saw X and Pearl and I was just like, dude, I couldn't, I was fucking blown away. Blown. Pearl is ridiculous. She should win every goddamn award there is. She won't even get nominated, 
but she is so Mia Goth is a fucking it's I, I I will watch everything she ever does. I couldn't believe it when I watched it. I sat in the theater and it ended in the theater and we all kind of people I didn't even know we were looking at each other like dude and then we wound up talking in the <laughs> lobby about it afterwards. I'm talking to strangers in the lobby about what we had just seen. Uh and it's so funny. I'll tell people to see it and they're like, Yeah, it's like you like you just um you and I before we got on the air, yes. you were talking about getting after people a little yes. bit. You know what I mean? And I uh <laughs> and I know nobody people don't have my taste and people don't have you know we all we all have different things that we like or enjoy um but like I I want people to watch Fleischman is in trouble so I can talk to them about it and go you, it's un you know but then you talk to people and it doesn't affect them the way it affected you and then you're like oh you're so sad because you're like dude this would have been uh, how do you not see it for the the miracle it is you know Yep. And, uh, and, and with Pearl, I, I, like I saw, when I saw X, I told you my friend Pat was just like, I don't get this. It's a fucking slasher movie. And I'm like, but she's different. She's so different in it compared to other things. He's like, oh, no, I can't empathize whether she's this and this. And I'm like, I, okay. You know what I mean? Like, there's no point in talking to you then because you don't understand what I, what I saw or felt. And, and I get that. Not everybody's going to see what I feel. Yes. You know, yes, based on your childhood, my childhood, growing yeah. up in the time period that we grew up, you know, yeah. Addie and I sometimes will do that. We'll talk about something and I'll be like, you know, I'm older than you, right? <laughs> you may have been in the Marines, but I'm older than you. We have different experiences with this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, but so he yeah, still so... watches Hallmark movies with me because he's awesome. <laughs> Those are so, see, I don't know. Like, if, I, if you... I watch them to, to just fill time and, until and I that's... die. Which is <laughs> sometimes I just need to sit back and laugh at somebody thinking that gingerbread cookies are going to be the thing that solves all of the problems because yeah. it just makes me laugh. And then I go, ah, OK, I'm going to bed now <laughs> because I can't I can't spend my entire life watching the things that rip my heart apart when my heart barely works most days. Right. No, I, I understand. People so so will... there is that there is that cushion where I have to go. I can't I can't do a full on meaningful movie right now because man i can't <laughs> and, and that's that's interesting because that's all i want i i want i want to be torn apart whether i'm by by happiness or by sadness or by awe i saw another movie called rrr have you seen this movie do you know about it no dude it's it's i i don't want to look i'm gonna walk a tightrope here because i don't understand the politics behind it okay but i think it's an indian movie but it's it, the language is like a certain caste or a certain tribe, like Tamaldi, but it's dubbed in Hindi, but it caused some problems over there because some, there's a, a lot of stuff with, I don't understand between castes and tribes and languages and politics and okay. things like that. So I don't understand it all. And the director is, is even spoken about it, about why they did the things that they did. And when the movie starts, it has, there's these giant disclaimers where it's like, look, this is, this was set in pre-independent India and it has nothing, it, you know, please understand that there are certain languages and, inf, in, you know, inflections and castes and tribes speak a different way. Like it's all included in the in the beginning, uh, along with the thing that says, look, no animals are harmed in this. Everything is CGI, like all the animals Oof, are. OK, uh, it, 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 <laughs> well, because it's set in a jungle. It, it's yeah. set in, you know, it's going to jump right in and be powerful. Yeah. 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 But but it's it's not it's it's a joy. It's a song. Good. It, it is. This it's three hours long and it fucking flies by. It's on Netflix. Um, 
I will say that I was disappointed because I didn't see it in time. So on Netflix, they've dubbed it in English. And I don't want that. I want to read it. Like I want it in the true language. And the thing is when the director made, cause that's one of the, the, the problems is the, they try to use this language from the, from like the twenties, this, this, and I guess that's a dead way to speak for some reason in these, in these inflections or the way that tribes speak or something. And so the director's just like, look, I, you know, we did what we could and we we're trying to, you know, show reverence to these yeah. people. Um, but it's an incredible, it's, it is alive. It is a, it's a, it's alive. This movie, it is crazy how fucking good it is. And like I said, it absolutely flies by and it's got, again, it's one of those things where like, it'll, it'll probably be nominated for like best foreign movie, but it shouldn't it be. It should be nominated for best fucking movie. Cause it's just so unbelievably great and over the top and you watch it and you're just, and I'm cheering in my house and clapping and going and laughing and going, woohoo. And I will say this. I did. I watched a half hour of the English dub and then I, uh, I went and by other means and I found the Hindi uh, version uh, <laughs> by other means. Yeah. Because I, I wasn't going to, cause the, here's why I'm deaf half the time. So I got to have the subtitles on with every movie. Yeah. And so I was watching the Hindi version or the American version and the English dub of the language didn't match the subtitles. It would be off just like if it was something like we need to go get the car and leave the subtitles would say, we should probably leave. Let's say we go get the car. You know what I mean? Yes. And it was just, it didn't that happens match. a lot. Yeah. Oh, it drove me crazy. And I, after a half hour, I turned it off and I wrote a buddy of mine, Paul. And I was like, uh, Hey dude, did you watch it? Cause he had been raving about it on social media. And he was, he was going on and on about it. And I was like, uh, Hey man, did you watch the American dub or the Hindi dub? Because I saw it in Hindi like two days ago, even I go, it's not on Netflix anymore. It's in, it's only in English. Um, and so whatever I found it and it's just, man, what a fucking home run. So, and I, so having watched those over the last two days, like I, I experienced the highest of highs with R triple R where you're like, this is fucking crazy. Good. It's so beautiful and amazing. And children should watch it. Everyone should watch it because it's got a message. It's fucking and crazy. Great. Uh, and then I watched Fleischman is in trouble, which, which absolutely I, when we finish here today, I, I have to go outside and find my heart because it literally leaped out of my chest and flew away because it didn't want to be subjected <laughs> to the crushing emotion of any more of that episode. It was, I think I cried it out. I cried, literally cried my te- my heart out of my eyes and it ran away. It grew legs like a cartoon and split. It's like, what are you doing to me, man? And fucking <laughs> bailed. Uh, uh, all right. You're going to lie. We, you, it's good to know you can feel. <laughs> What are you talking about? That's all I've done is fucking feel. The only reason this show still fucking exists is because people know that I can somehow feel shit. Like if I was some fucking, if I was gray, gray block or whatever the fuck they call it, people wouldn't listen to this fucking thing. I, I'm just laughing because I made you literally spit water and that makes me yeah. very happy. Because, because the very fact that you would like, I, you can still feel that's all I do is fucking feel. What are you talking? I'm a fucking bruise. It's ridiculous all the time. I am the sum of my experiences and all of them involved haymakers, man. What the fuck? Uh, what are you doing for Christmas? Going to my brother's. Okay, I think, good. I think. I don't know. I uh Thanksgiving got a little hinky, but yeah. uh but it should be fun. Well, I I I love it and I love it's just me, Lenny and, yeah. and his kids, you yeah. know. And Lenny and I are great, but I um I ran afoul of some Gen Zers on Thanksgiving from what I understand. And, uh, you know, I hope it's fine. And, and let's put it this way. Here's the, 
they, you know, we had a bit of a culture clash as I told the story and I told it the way I tell stories. And it's my own fault because I still am Uncle Mike. You know what I mean? They don't call me that, but I am still an authority figure, an uncle or the brother. Yes. Of, you know what I mean? So, so I told a story that I've told on this podcast and I told it kind of the way I tell it on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and they were kind of aghast by the things that I said and did. They didn't tell me that. But they did go in their room for the rest of the night and we never, and we were supposed to watch a movie and stuff. They never came out and then they didn't even say, come out to say goodbye. Ugh. And I was like, oh boy. And I knew something was up. I could tell, but I didn't say anything to Lenny. And then he told me like three days later, he's just like, yeah, it, uh, that he had wound up over the last couple of days, basically being the first line of defense for how they felt. You know what I mean? And, and they, they, they feel very strongly. They're young. And uh, I used, you know, I guess, language that they didn't like in telling a story, yeah. even though the story was true, even though I was relating my experiences the way I had lived them. Yes. They didn't like the way I told it. And uh, so I felt uh, I was hurts, not the word. Um, I was just, I was disappointed that they couldn't just see that I was me and it wasn't an issue or a problem. And I was just, I was telling a true story the way I would tell a true story. Um, but in, in reality, you know, not everyone is going to be on board with the way I see and do things. Yes. Um, and in, but in true fashion, they were, you know, they talked about it for a couple of days and it was rough, I guess, over there. And then it got to be, then they were fine. Everything was fine. Yeah. Well, then when I talked to Len about it, we, he told me all this and I was fucking mad. I was like, what are you talking about? And I go, I go, but this happened like this is, you know, he goes, yeah, but you know, the way you told it, they didn't think it was great. And da, 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 da. And so now, and what's funny again, this is a month later. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I'm not going to come over for Christmas. I don't think that. And he's like, what are you talking about? You got to come over for Christmas. And I'm like, no, I don't want to go over there where I can't be me and I can't talk to them and they think I'm bad. And I, and he's like, none of that is true. Yeah. None of that is true. Were, they were upset <laughs> in the moment over a thing. And he goes, and now it's fine. It was fine a couple days later, like literally. And I'm like, and that's again, like I say, in true Gen Z fashion, they got offended or upset by things I said, but also in true Gen Z fashion, they were fine with it a couple of days later. Now I, a month later, I'm like, I, I don't want to go over there because I feel judged. And, can, and yes, what? Can, can I make an observation? Of course. It's not can. that they're fine with it. It's that they have voiced their opinion and said, this is why these things aren't the way we want to do things anymore in the world moving forward. Yes. And they that... they expressed <laughs> that you have now been told that uh -huh. and now you can set up boundaries for each other to live in a world together that is cross generational and your childhood trauma doesn't become their childhood trauma right. because but... that's breaking the generation of just because we did it wrong for 40 years doesn't mean we have to do it wrong for 40 more. I, I hear what you're saying. I'm not going to learn a lesson from this. You're very, you're very nice. To try I, to I'm point not it saying, out. I'm not saying you've <laughs> learned a lesson. I'm saying that you've heard what they have to say. Now it's your choice of how you want to interact with your right. step. Your, so I, not I step will, kids, your nieces and nieces. Yes. So I will, yeah. uh, I will have to remove any and all rough edges and just be a high and by and, and care about them and see what they're doing. But I can't put any of me into things that I say or do. And I can't, I can't be flip. I can't be quick. I can't make jokes and, and do that because for fear of one of them landing in the wrong way. And I don't want to do that. I want, cause they didn't have me in their life for a very long time. Yes. 
I don't want to give them a reason to take me out of their life again. I don't so, think they don't want you to be you. I think I think they want you to be a better you. And that's all anybody wants. Because <laughs> podcast <laughs> Mike does not go over well at, you know, I mean, we used to joke about book me at your wake. You yeah. wouldn't tell some of the stories you told, which is why that is so funny. So I think it's just the reality of telling the stories the way you tell your stories is specifically done for podcast for comedic effect and sometimes that's not necessary you're you're right uh it, it's just a matter of me I, I have to learn you know what i mean i i guess going over there but that's the thing it's like i don't i don't uh you also can get resentful of of having to learn all the time you know what i mean where you're just like can't you understand that i change, me and i change don't need... is hard but yes. but again, you want to be a better you at all times. So I think this is just another part of that opportunity. True. Well, all right. And but, again, but and I'm say not saying you. you're bad. I'm not saying you're bad. I'm That's... saying that breaking the stuff that is not the best. But that's the thing. I didn't. I wasn't out of line. I I told the story and and I told it in a in the way I tell stories. And perhaps the but they they felt that the other person was getting short shrift in the story, and I'm like, but that's what happened, uh, and I was dismissive or whatever of the other person. I don't okay. want to get you know. So basically, they watched the first four episodes of you telling that story and didn't get to hear the fourth, the fifth, or the sixth to see the other side. True. Does that make? I mean, it, it's a no, perfect it's analogy right. of that. Yeah. No. It, and it, it and makes they. Sense. I can tell you that the world right now, because you've said it before too. I just want to be happy, man. Yeah, like that's, what that's... you like. And so when stories come off like this, they're great for comedic effect and they're beautiful and you are a wonderful storyteller. Yeah. But man, I there are things I can't talk about with people who are 20 years old because there's, you know, <laughs> two generations away, three sometimes because I'm 56 now. Yeah. You know, we wandered the streets aimlessly. They have telephones and call home and order food to be delivered to their house. It is a different fucking world. Yeah. Not necessarily better, but certainly different. Yeah. No, I hear you. I understand. And and it's true. They they saw the first four episodes. Yeah. And but they're they're they don't need to see the next three episodes to consider the other viewpoint. Yes. Whereas I I made up my mind after the first four and then had my opinion changed. Yep. Uh, they are willing to, from the beginning, instantly see both sides. That's man. That's but, a future. I wish I could live in. I just, but I felt judged in the moment. I didn't like it. And I, I, uh, because I felt, uh, yeah, judged, I guess. Do you, is, is do you the think they it. left? Cause they didn't want to judge you. No, no, because they, they were they like, I don't want I don't want to deal with this because I don't know how to confront my uncle because I care about my uncle. And maybe that's why they walked into the other room and then took time to work it out to go, okay, here's what it is. Well, and also, again, we're running into, you know, kids in my day, all that bullshit, yeah. because uh, I, I would have never in a billion years thought to, uh, to use your words, confront my uncle. I, I that's my uncle and he's going to do what he's going to do and I'm not going to change his mind and he's a fucking you know what I mean like but that's how that's how nothing changed that yeah, but, that's why we still have racism that's why we still have sexism because everybody is afraid to speak out on the things that they see as unfair or unjust good <laughs> no 
<laughs> that's the way it should. Everybody shut up. I get if I if I can give you any Christmas message, everybody shut up. I can't Let's... tell you how many people just don't talk to their families anymore. Yeah, I know. Because they're I, not I... gonna raise their kids with the same kind of the same kind of insecurities and instabilities and and again, I applaud them because it's really hard and it's hard to be the older generation. And I have to constantly remind myself I'm old and we don't have Borscht Belt comedy anymore. <laughs> you know, mm. it, it's hard. Yeah, uh, no, I hear you. I, but I, I hope so... you have a wonderful Christmas there. Yeah, I, I will. Again, they're lovely and uh, and it's fun to go there and hang out again. It's nice to have a like part of me. Um we've talked about this before the, you know, there are the people who make their personality out of pumpkin spice. You know what I mean? Yep. They're just like, yay, we, and there are the people who make the holidays, their personality. Um, and then there are the people who make the, I hate Christmas, uh, their personality. And of, of those groups, I'm absolutely all for the people who make, I want to put on my Christmas lights on, <laughs> on Thanksgiving, you know, night. Like I would much rather be those people yeah. than the, cause I, I, there are people on my social media now who are, they, ah, uh, can't this just end? Oh my God. Can it be fucking Monday already? Can't we just get through this Christmas bullshit? And I, I just, and I, and, and I'm not even talking like, you know, Phoebe Cates and gremlins might find my mom's skeleton or whatever the fuck happened. You know what I mean? Like the dad. Yeah. 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 And it's like, you know, it's whatever. I shouldn't be laughing. It's that, well, but it's true that that happened, you know, and, and well, in a movie it happened. But I mean, so so that look, I understand. Then you've got some ingrained sort of fucking uh, terror of the holiday, and you hate it, and it brings back terrible flooding memories. And I know not everybody had idyllic, you know, childhoods and all those sorts of things. But but the people are so vocally against the holidays. I'm just like, what are you what are you doing, man? I don't. There, that's just as bad as the people. What are you laughing at? I I'm laughing because my sister every year says, "I just miss having you here for the holidays," and I really miss it. I was like. I don't know if you remember, but you skipped most holidays and stayed home or went with your husband to his family. So you wanting to have the Christmas that you remembered once. All I remember is people yelling and screaming and doors slamming and uh, nobody talking to each other and me just leaving going, why do I come home for Christmas? But but as time is running out. Yes. And I, as we I, as we all I, see the end, you think to yourself, man, it would be great if everyone got together and it would be awesome. And I mean, and I, I felt that it way. It would even be great in, to get a puppy, but um, I'm not going to get one of those either. Yeah. But I mean, I'm even that way without fucking holidays. You know that I've talked about like, oh, man, it'd be great if like all my friends and stuff. We got like a cabin for four days and we went and played poker and and hunted or whatever the fuck you know what i mean it's not anything about that it's just an excuse to get my friends together you know just to do anything <laughs> i don't need to kill like anything a weekend to on... together. I, it's that's... A... go ahead sorry it's the big chill it's literally it's the, the big, big chill, chill. Yes. yeah yeah i in my brain i would love to do the big chill with all of my friends like that would be fucking insane and and the greatest and uh but even now like it's funny when i tr even trying to get somebody to go to a movie or do something it's like nah i can't do it and again, I'm I'm a decent alone person. You know what I mean? I can yeah. watch shows or whatever. I go to the movies by myself all the time. I'll go eat by myself. Um, but it would be pretty fucking cool to just go, what are you doing, man? Hey, let's do this. Or yeah, I went, I went to my buddy Paul's house, uh, to Gilly, Paul Martin's house, and we watched. We Gilly? just fucking, uh, yeah, he gets called Gilly. Everybody's in the poker. Gilly from Saturday Night Live? Uh, no, that's Gilly? her name. No, it's, it's Gil Martin, so short for that is Gilly. 
Uh, just like I'm Schmitty and, and uh, you know, Chip is Chip. Is he Chippy? <laughs> He's not Chippy. Why um, not? Bill He's Dwyer, so you know, is, is just is Dwyer. Usually it's just Dwyer or Bill. Um, Bill made call me laugh. Him Dwight. <laughs> Bill made me laugh the other day because he was like, we were talking about cologne. It came up in the fucking some cologne came up and he's like, man, that's really good cologne. You know, this is really good cologne. He named it. And it, he went, he started talking and I just went, you know, I'm 55, right? You are aware of that. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not wearing cologne ever again, which is a shame because I have really good colognes that I just, I just don't wear. And I will, I will say this. I did during the pandemic. There was something, it sounded like it. I, I just wanted to smell it. So I bought it. Like I just, it was like, it sounded so good. And it's, uh, it's, it's from a company called CO Bigelow and it's a uh, black pepper elixir. No. <laughs> and I was like, I gotta, I gotta smell that. I gotta see what this is. And, uh, and I grabbed it and it's, I have it in my cabinet and it is, oh my God, it's amazing. It's what does it smell like? It, it smells warm, uh, but also fresh, which is really hard to do. Yeah. Because usually, because I don't like warm scents. I just don't. I told you, we talked about this before. I bought this, there was a cologne called Youp, and I, I bought it once. I don't and remember I, that. Uh, it's J-O-O-P. It's called Youp. And I bought it, and uh, I put it on one day, and by the end of the day, I was sick to my stomach. Because it smells sweet, like it's really yeah. sweet smelling, and I was like, "Man, that's not for me." I like real crisp, fresh. Like I, there was I, I've talked about it a million times. There was this stuff called Clarins that I bought. It was a, it was a, it was asexual, so like men and women could wear it, and that it was it's really kind of a like a spicy smell, which was weird. I normally don't like that, but there was this stuff called Gendarme that was very citrusy, which I really I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, I mean those those. I mean, there's a Burberry touch, which is also citrusy or kind of fresh. That's what I like. It's like a clean, fresh. Because a lot of guys' stuff goes to where, and now I'm Dwyer. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I Merry shut him Christmas. down. I shut him down in like with like one sense. You know I'm 55, right? I'm never wearing fucking cologne. <laughs> and here I am with a fucking pipe in my mouth acting like I'm tasting it for fuck's sake. I'm talking about it like it's fucking wine. The tannins and the Burberry touch. Shut the fuck up. What happened to you? I can't be a cologne guy. It's too expensive and I'm too fucking old. Uh, all right. <laughs> okay, I'm going on the cologne. I'm You're out. done? You're out. All right. Well, and what are you well, what are you doing for Christmas? Are you home? Are you just doing that? I am I am staying home. We're gonna go see his parents on the twenty sixth. Because he's they've got other his brother has kids and they like do stuff with the other grandparents. And so they're all doing that and, and we're yeah. getting together the next day. So cool. Cause I, again, I I'm disabled. I don't like being out among a large group of people anyway. So sure. yeah, no, I hear you. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, yeah. I know. You're like, uh, uh, who is it? You're not, you know what? You're Mr. Potter. That's who you are. We're rolling <laughs> around your fucking, your wheelchair just hating fucking Christmas and yelling at people. Yeah, that's who you are. You're going to steal $8,000 over the weekend. Good for you. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> I, I like Christmas. Don't get me wrong. I put my little Christmas thing up. It's behind me. I'm in the way. You can't see it. Uh, Which way sure, I see it. There it is. There's yeah. a little Christmas thing there. Lovely. Um, you know, I, I like it. but And you're it, wearing your Christmas robe, too. Which I'm is, wearing uh, I, I got a Santa a, robe. Santa robe for Christmas from Eddie. And I bought him... <laughs> A giant magnifying glass because he's learning how to crochet 
and oh, he's having a great word. time with that. It's uh, it's good when you have ADHD. Crocheting is very much counting and moving. And if I could still use my hands that way, I probably would too. Um, but, you know, he was like, I'm trying something new and different and fun. And I'm like, good, enjoy it. I'm going to leave you with this. Uh, you mentioned ADHD. Uh, yes. A listener to the show, Will, um, <laughs> he posted last week and uh, he goes, I've been listening to the show for 10 years and I've listened to all of the back episodes on YouTube and I have never laughed harder in my life at this show than I did when Mike said he doesn't have ADHD. <laughs> And I'm not kidding. For for years of people telling me I had it, years of a psychiatrist telling me I had it, you get Adderall, years of books and stories and anecdotes and everything leading me to that primrose path. That was the moment when I went, man, I might have ADHD. Because I've been diagnosed from Will in St. Louis. Good for you, buddy. Look at you pushing me over the fucking edge. I remember when I would come to your house and the prescription would be, on your bulletin on board, board. With, with the pin in it. I'm like, yeah. if you don't fill that, can I have it? <laughs> I saved it, put it right up right above my desk where I could see it every single day. I can tell you your life would be different if you took the Adderall. I can tell you that. Oh, who wants their life to be different? <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, Lily. Merry Christmas. Love you. Love you too. That's $10,000, Connor. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're a mean one, Mr. Schmidt. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as a meal, Mr. Schmidt. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. You're a monster, Mr. Schmidt. Your heart's an empty hole. Your brain is full of spiders. You've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Schmidt. I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. You're a vile one, Mr. Schmidt. You have turned my thin, your smile. You have all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile, Mr. Schmidt. Given the choice between the two of you, I'll take the seasick crocodile. You're a foul one, Mr. Schmidt. You're a nasty, nasty squirt. Your heart is full of unwashed socks, your soul is full of dirt, Mr. Schmidt. The three words that best describe you are as follows, and I quote, you're dirt, dirt. You're a rotter, 
assortment of deplorable rubbish imaginable mangled up and tangled up knots Decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich with arsenic sauce. 